it is. It is a fun word. Sprite is really good. Yeah. Like I. Why I, are you derailing cunt talk? We were talking about how much fun cunt is. Because I had a sip of Sprite and it's really good. Uh, full fat soda, as we call it here, because <laughs> we're maniacs, is delicious. There's, yes. It's like, why would it's I... It's too bad it's poison. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although, really what is. is more poisonous, full fat soda or diet soda? Well, you can't drink any, any soda. They're you both just poison. be drinking water. Yes. Yes. They're both poison. This is why I've always... I've, I know I've said this on this podcast. If you're going to drink soda, you might as well drink the one that tastes good. Because it's all bad for you. Right. It's just the bad stuff, for you in different the ways. The stuff they replace sugar with... Is horrible ...in diet you. soda is just as bad for you. Yeah. Well, and I find diet soda. But this this is calories. This will make you fat. You can't be fat, Alex. Well, <laughs> diet soda will make you fat too. Well, diet soda, it's it fucks with your stomach and it makes you more hungry. It and does definitely make you more. Doesn't hungry. regular soda do that too, though? Not the way that diet soda does. I've yeah. found. I don't drink a lot of regular soda anymore. Yeah. I Try do. not to drink like, as much diet soda either. But I if I have a diet it. soda, like I'll get super hungry later. Versus regular soda, yeah, I'm still gonna eat because I'm still uh, <laughs> at, at heart a fat kid. Um, but we're just just fighting against those instincts, man. Hey, you know. Now you are breaking your rule here about soda. What's your? Is it normally you can't drink soda past six p.m. or Sprite something? Sprite is caffeine free. Yes, that's why I got Sprite. Oh, yeah. So right now, what we should do is hold him down and pour this Coke. Right down this fucking. Well, see, because what I'm going to do later. Well, we should do. do we haven't done the intro yet. Should you do the intro? Go ahead, Bob. I mean, we could just keep going. It could be like you know one of those really long cold opens. Yeah. Where like it's 20 minutes into the episode, and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is the show you're watching." Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest Erica. Yep. Light of your life. Yes. Goddamn right. <laughs> see, it's you see when he says that, it, it, like, then it's like, why I, did I have to say that, Bob? You, no, because if he said it to me, I'd be like, "What's the matter with you?" Why yeah, you I mean that's me accurate. That? that 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 really is accurate. What'd you do? Exactly <laughs> what happened? What'd you buy? <laughs> if he ever came in with light of my life. Something has gone. Did you finally? Wrong. Did you finally listen to Alex and you picked up a mistress on one of your four-hour runs? <laughs> yeah, Lido would be like, "What? What'd happened? you do? Who'd, Who'd you, you kill? kill? What happened?" Damn! If you killed someone, this would be the perfect time since you did re- recently remove a tree. So you could just, it wouldn't even look suspect that the ground's been dug up. That's true because the ground still does look weird over there until the. Uh, uh, the what do you call it? The ground cover grows back in. That fucking ground cover, ground. constantly encroaching. <laughs> oh goodness! So has anything happened in the last two weeks? We're just going to talk about WWE the entire podcast. <laughs> I hope you're okay it's, with that. It's amazing. Like right after we recorded the last podcast, and there's been so many things. But the first thing in my mind was that that absolute. Out of control madman, Cody Rhodes. Oh my did god, that did a, happen like right in, I completely forgot did about a that. Hell Alex. in a cell with a what was it, a torn pectoral muscle? Like fully torn. Fully torn. Torn off the bone. Off the bone, they said. And he's like, Yeah, I'll do a hell in a cell. His man. whole like 
His whole one side of his body, I think it was his right side. I'm not sure, though. His whole right side of his upper upper body was just black. Like this purple (laughs) modeled, just like... Because I told you about it. And you were like, yeah, whatever. And And then I sent him the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, my God. Because that's the reaction you should have. What are you doing? How do you get cleared? That first and foremost, isn't that horrifically unsafe? A. B. Brandy, if you're bra- like, we talk oh about Renee God. being at home, being like, you stupid fuck. Isn't she like, you, well, you have a child. I think once Cody got that horrendous tattoo on his neck, at that point, if you stay married to the man, you're just accepting anything judgment, that may happen. The judgment happen. is poor. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair statement. I mean, you've experienced this with Bob. My judgment is flawless. Bob ever rolled in with a neck tattoo? <laughs> Ooh, there send him right back out. There would be an issue. You'd be like, go get that lasered <laughs> that off That right better get tattooed you temporary. Henna, or you're going to get it lasered off right or, the fuck Or now. we'll remove this hard the hard way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me go get the knives sharpened. I'll be right back. I better never see you in less than a turtleneck <laughs> until this is gone. Alex, I completely forgot about that shit. Yeah. We, you, I meant to watch the match, but oh, then yeah. like... We, we should watch it because it's should. free on um, that Peacock service. And, you know, if you have Comcast, you have Peacock. Even cable? Just Comcast? Not cable, Comcast Internet, you have Peacock? Um, I don't think that's the I'm case. not sure. Because we would cable. have Peacock then, and I don't think we do. Well... You have Comcast through other people. We have ways of watching. <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I would like to watch that just for the pure spectacle. Because mm. um, it's just like you're you're killing yourself. You're just, you're, we are watching you destroy your body for... for The love of this, I guess. The worst person in the universe. <laughs> well, that's not true. He's not the worst. He's did the team photo. He's pretty bad. <laughs> He's actually in the photos, but <laughs> He's literally in the photos. <laughs> oh my god. But it's just I, I don't know. I know people were like, Oh my god, this was so cool and it's like No. No well, It is something you're never gonna forget. That's for sure. That's fair. Um, and have you etched your names your name in, in pro wrestling history? Sure. I to me it's for being a dummy, but well, you're still look, there, I guess. And and look, should someone have come along and said no? Yes, I do believe that should have happened. Having said that, he didn't hurt anyone but himself potentially. Fair. And so it is I suppose in that sense his own decision to make. I'll, I do think someone should come along and take the decision out of your hands. Well, I, I would counter with that Injury. I mean, I didn't watch the match. I didn't see what the spots Seth were. Seth did everything. Uh, yeah. Seth did everything. If you, you know, if the only argument I would have against it is if there were any spots where the other person was relying on your ability well, to you hold would, them. You would need to have to go and talk to them. Yeah. I, I would hope that the wrestler would be like. My un- my no, understanding is Cody didn't lift a thing in that match. So we'll have to watch it. We will have to watch, and maybe we'll have a little bit, maybe a different perspective. And we also still need to watch, um, what's it called? Stardom. Ana- Ana- well, I would like to watch Stardom. But Anarchy oh, in the Bob Arena. Oh, Bob hasn't watched Anarchy in the Arena. That's right. We got to watch that. 
We really need to watch Anarchy in the Arena with Bob because that's like his thing. You should just come back over tomorrow and we should just watch that. Like, we'll just watch that again. We could have coconut cake. I'll pass on the coconut cake. I'm, I'm sure. There is so much skepticism about the coconut well, cake. Well, no, here's the thing. If you either I like I know what I like. I don't like coconut. So you're not going to like a coconut cake. Yeah. I'm sure the coconut cake is going to be painstakingly baked with love and affection for your birthday, you fucking madman. That being said, I do not like coconut. Well, and like trying to get him to pick a fucking cake. I'm like, what cake would you like? And he's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, it is not my fucking birthday. Well, were there options? I was, I was just looking for options. No options. Just make a decision. Pick Don't you something. know what you like? Right? Huh? You like those things that you like. I gave him that Claire Saffitz book, and I was like, look through the cake chapter. And, see and I whittled like. it down to three, and I said, you know, here, I, it was it was a Funfetti cake. You've had the Funfetti cake. I've made that Yeah, before. and I think I remember that being good. It's tasty, yeah. A chocolate cake. We just have it all. We have Cho- it frequently. Chocolate cake is generally a winner. And the coconut cake. So you picked the worst option. <laughs> yes. Is that not so, Bob? Like, honestly. Well, God. well, I, I mean, it, it, from a purely, <laughs> of, I, I am interested in trying the coconut cake. I like coconut. So, I mean, it. I mean, that I being was, said, though, that's not a totally wrong statement. Because <laughs> a chocolate cake. Guaranteed. Is the pinnacle, right? Because <laughs> sure. I think Portillo's chocolate Especially cake. Especially if it's a Portillo's chocolate <laughs> cake. But it's, it's the single greatest, like, slice of cake I have ever had in my entire life. That's a good fucking cake. And the Funfetti cake is delicious. I love the Funfetti cake. No, yeah, I, I haven't you, had this other cake. Cakes. I see, do make good cake. See, I'm, I'm perpetually skewered for for not being adventurous in my eating, and so I picked the interesting option. Here, I'm going to say this, and now I can get. I'm, I'm going to say this. It's cake. We're not being adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> there were other recipes in that that chapter that I would call adventurous. A cake is not an adventurous <laughs> option. It was like a durian cake. Should, that's adventurous. A coconut cake? I don't know that I'm calling that adventurous. I'm interested to taste it. Wow. I'm going to spend most of my morning tomorrow probably baking it after I make the cinnamon rolls, but we're just going full fatty tomorrow. Bob wanted cinnamon rolls. He was like, we're going to get a cake. What's for dinner? Pasta. What's, what's, oh, pasta for dinner? Oh, we're going oh, carb Oh, Bob's heavy. getting it all. Car- carb I'm going to wake up on Sunday and just be like, I feel like just a heart attack. Like, it's, it's imminent. But, um... Uh, uh, yeah. So no, I, I, it's a new recipe. I like making new recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one thing that I couldn't find. Uh, uh, it called for a, like fresh coconut meat, which is like the inside of a fresh coconut. And I was like, Miss Saffitz, I'm not buying. I'm not gonna hunt for a coconut. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll do without somehow. But oh, I'm excited to make it. I haven't made a cake in a long time, so. Alex won't have any, though. I think the last one I made was for Sass's birthday. So I got this one, and then uh, um, our buddy Christy, she doesn't listen to this, so it's... um, Bitch. She's not a podcast person, which I really... I don't get. Like, that's all that I listen to. Um, I have a a cake in mind that I'm going to make for her. and I I don't normally do, like, decorations, but she is a a big fan of our listener, the Hankinator. So I'm going to attempt... I don't know how exactly I'm going to do this. Uh, Geralt in the bathtub. Oh yeah, for her birthday cake. So 
Well, it'll make we it. Gotta, we got to come back around to The Witcher. There's so much. There is. You know, yes. you, know you just made me think of this because you you brought up podcasts, and I just kind of thought about entertainment in general. Sure. You know, I read the other day. I don't know when their latest season ended, but Grey's Anatomy just ended like their 18th season. Do you know how many episodes of Grey's Anatomy there has been? So if it's 18, there's usually that's a show that's going to have 22. Ish, yeah, Ish. about probably. And I can't math. Well, let me save you some time because this isn't great podcasting material. No, 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 no. Is it something like 400 episodes? The, on the season finale, they hit 400. Is that not <laughs> unbelievable? Hey. I saw a picture of Ellen Pompeo when she started that show. I think that's how you say her name. When she started on that show and how she looks now. And look, for her age, she looks good. Oh, I'm sure she's gorgeous. But, but for when she started on that show, she looked like she was like 18. She was a baby. Right. <laughs> and now she's like an old woman. Right. And we've gone through COVID. So everybody's aged like 15 <laughs> yeah. years in the last two. It's just so crazy. Like it's When you got a gig like that. Oh, that's a gig. She's got to be making bank. And oh, then you know yeah. it's on syndication somewhere. Oh, yeah. So she's just sitting there just like, I never have to do anything again for oh, my Oh, a show life. like Grey's Anatomy, I'm sure that's on like Lifetime and those types of networks you would think, right? I mean. There's no way it's not syndicated on oh, at least like three or four different channels. She's redonkulous. Oh, no. she's, I mean, she's if you, if you can get on one of those huge TV shows, right, like if you can get on The Big Bang Theory or Friends or Grey's Anatomy or anything like that, you're going to make crazy money. Oh, they were all Especially oh, yeah. if you're the lead. Those last couple seasons of Friends, they were all making oh, like yeah. at least a million well, per people, episode. The three main people on The Big Bang Theory, uh, what's his name? Johnny Galecki, um, who played the the crazy one sheldon i i, uh, I can see his face i, know I can't exactly remember who his name is. kaylee kaylee Cuoco. i mean they were all they were making unbelievable money in the last few seasons of that show it's gonna make me crazy he's really good in the normal yeah. heart uh they did that uh uh they adapted that play on hbo it was Why really really I good remember his name god damn I mean, it he's a great actor he is a good actor i'm not a big bang theory fan because i fight i feel like they're laughing at us rather than with us it was a funny show yeah um, not for me. Uh, God damn it. He's a really good actor, though. I really like him, and I can't think of his name. That's going to drive me Didn't crazy. Didn't Big Bang Theory have a laugh track? That's part well, of Well, a I, lot of TV shows have a laugh track. I yeah, I don't. Do I can't watch TV tracks. shows with laugh tracks. I mean, it's probably recorded in front of a studio audience, I would think. Oh, that laugh track, though. That's brutal. But that's the people they get out, and the, that's the people who... If you're going to a TV taping, you're like a certain type of person who thinks everything's hilarious. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Though you got to be careful about that because you might get scolded in a movie theater. <laughs> mm. You have some personal experience in this, Erica? Hey, I... Here's the thing. Uh, we won't dwell on this for long because we have so much to talk about with wrestling and we're... We're all over the map already. This is, that's the podcast. It is the podcast. I went and saw with... Uh, uh, some friends had said... Um, uh, uh, Christy, who I mentioned already, her sister is a big, just enjoys dinosaurs, as you do. And she wanted to go see the new movie. And I was like, oh, if you guys are going to go, Bob 1000% does not want to see this. Let me know when you're and going. why not? Because this is your franchise. Um, yeah, but he doesn't want to watch the corpse raped over and over. I think you that's know, what the problem is. I, I mean, here's, some the th th here, here's the thing. You almost killed Erica again. <laughs> Um, 
How'd she die? She choked on coke after Alex said something. Well, you say she choked on coke. That could be that could be interpreted a couple different ways, and I would like it to be interpreted the fun way. <laughs> Erica was a coke fiend. So, yeah, you didn't know so that. So, in the retelling of your death, you were swallowing coke. Yep, I'm, I'm a drug and mule. Actually, I made a joke about a corpse being raped, and you just died. <laughs> okay. Perfect way to go. But he, so here's the thing. I so if you it, also did not find the last movie to be fun bad. No, I didn't. I would argue it definitely got there for me. See, you know, Jurassic Park is an all-time great movie. Yes. Um my personal favorite. The Lost World is a bad movie, but I think it, it's bad it's fun bad to me. See, disagree. It's just there's part the shiffening is great yeah and not for me Jurassic Park three eh, it's kind of crappy it, it, it's not offensive to me but Sam Neill's getting a pitch it's 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 not like it's not so bad like I'll never I don't, like I'm never gonna go back and watch Jurassic Park three because why would I I've seen it once and but that's plenty Jurassic World was. You liked it in the theater. I liked it the first time we watched it. When we watched it in the theater, Alex, I remember sitting there and I'm like, I didn't realize I liked the first Jurassic Park so much. I, this I, is, I'm like offended on behalf of this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed Jurassic World in the theater. And then you watched it again. And then like I watched it again and I was like... Oh yeah, that's right. This is terrible. This is actually just garbage. Because you know, in a theater, you get the big dinosaurs up on screen. It's kind of that movie going experience. Okay, fine. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was so bad. Did you see it? You didn't see it because you you don't waste your time on no. Like I, I do. haven't seen any of them. Like, I don't think I don't know that I've. I obviously I've seen Jurassic Park, and I'm pretty sure I saw Jurassic Park too. Although I couldn't remember a thing about it, uh, I don't know that I've seen anything else. So I found Fallen Kingdom to be hilarious because at one point we have an auction for the dinosaurs, and we're trying to sell them off as weapons of war oh, underneath a mansion. Sure. That makes sense. Where there is a clone girl living, and I was like, a, a clone girl? Yes, the first human clone. Oh, She's yeah. just in these movies, and it's just like, this is... Is she in all of them? No. No. Or just she was one. only in that one, and then she was in this, this next one. But that doesn't matter yeah. at all. Nothing matters. No. It's all just... We're throwing as much shit at the wall as we can to see what sticks. Wait, so the clone girl's back in the newest one? Yes. I see. Is she a clone adult girl now? No, she's a clone moody teenager. Oh. So you're dealing with that bullshit. It's... it's Everyone's least favorite character archetype, <laughs> by far. I thought it was very funny. But the person sitting to my immediately left was a little mad that I was laughing at everything. And vocalized as much. Not to me, but loud enough that I could hear. So to me, but not You were meant to me. hear it. I was clearly meant to hear it. It did not stop me laughing... But I toned it down a bit. I kind of was like, okay, I don't want to ruin somebody else's movie-going experience. Though it's this movie, so you're an idiot, clearly. But I'm here, too, so. It's bad, and you shouldn't watch it. But with something like that, you've either gone already, 
and and told other people it's terrible don't go see it like these these big blockbuster mm-hmm. movies anymore you can really tell how successful they're going to be by that second weekend yeah because it's that word of mouth right yeah i don't it, for me it's just i knew like going into fall- more egregious i keep interrupting you i'm sorry this movie was 17 dollars Oh, that it was just the like, ticket was seventeen dollars. The ticket was seventeen dollars. I would never go to a theater for that. Fuck well, that. you know, I went, Alex, and I was like, because one, for you, it's different. You're there with friends. You're having a good time. I was there with friends. That's one thing. But as I was sitting there, I was just like, one, I I have that base level existential dread that somebody is going to burst into the theater and murder me because that's just something that I think about because we live in America, and. Um, and honestly, I do. It still freaks me out. But I was just like, I would so much rather be sitting in my temperature-controlled home where I can get up and go to the bathroom and maybe go grab a drink. And if I want to talk through the bad movie, I can. I would much rather just wait and watch it at home. Well, and also with some of these movies now, you know, like I saw uh, the new Doctor Strange. What is it? Multiverse of Madness or whatever it's called. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on Disney Plus any day now because I guess Disney is doing three-month theatrical windows on these movies and then they go on Disney Plus for, you know, quote-unquote free. And uh, that to me is like a major detriment to me even wanting to go to the theater because one, I don't want to go anyway, really. And then two, I only got to wait three months and I can watch it for zero extra dollars. That's kind of my thinking, right? It's unless it's something like everything, everywhere, all at once. I wanted to see that on the big screen. I think it, it, well, it, there's sure, something stuff to like that would be, sure. you know, the Marvel stuff that's going to be better on a big screen, obviously. Yeah. We got baller TVs though. So it is kind of yeah. like, yeah. What were you going to say about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, hon? Oh, no, it just, you know, watching Fallen Kingdom, I didn't enjoy that watching it. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it never really made that, that cross into fun bad for me. And I was just miserable. So I said, you know what? Why would I go see the next one? Here's the other thing I enjoy Chris Pratt playing Star Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. probably mostly just because the writing's so good that you would have to actively try to suck in the movie. I'm nodding in agreement, yes. Uh, Chris Pratt, when I've seen him in other stuff, I just, he's not doing it for me. And like in all these other movies, he's just kind of like generic action hero guy. He doesn't bring... He's not doing it. There's no like... I don't think he has charisma. Yeah, there isn't that. I think in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's surrounded by charisma, and so therefore he kind of has charisma by osmosis. The writing too. The writing's so good. Doing the heavy lifting. But yeah, he's he was really good as Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec. And really, he's great as Star-Lord. That was really good casting. Anything else I've seen him in, I've just kind of been like, mm. Well, and in my mind, and, and this is unfair. I, I admit up front, this is unfair. When I see any action movie, really, I'm comparing you to Arnold. Because he's the gold standard. I don't think that's unfair, And though. Arnold is so far and away more charismatic than everyone else. I don't even know who's number two. Like, ooh. Because this is a good question. I enjoy, like, like I enjoy the rock and stuff, but the rock is always playing the rock. The rock is the rock. Yeah. And he's not like the rock in pro wrestling, cutting a promo in front of a live crowd back in his day. 
he was the fucking man, yes, right? Correct. But in movies, it's just kind of like okay, like I enjoy it. You're well, funny, but you're other... not. You're not like. I don't think The Rock is the mega star people want him to be. And people pretend that he well, is. And, and the problem that I have is then you hear about, like, oh, well, he has in his contract that, like, he can't be punched more than, like, X amount of times. And it's just kind of like, that's such, like, bullshit. Like, can we just make a good movie? Like, who gives a shit? Well, See, yeah. for me, it's Arnold. And then it, in recent memory, action-wise, it's I'm comparing you to Mad Max Fury Road, which is probably unfair. Well, but... But I mean, like, who... Like, I'm talking about just an action star. Like, oh, no, no, no I, understand, who, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, my because standard... Tom Hardy really isn't, like, an action star in that movie. That's why I didn't Neither say Neither is because, Charlize. Yeah, I think... Yeah. That's just my... That's my standard for, like, an action movie. That's my gold standard. Yeah. Which I know you... Well, I enjoyed that movie. You're, no, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I mean, because... Well, the, the, and that's the interesting thing. If you think about Arnold movies, how many of those Arnold movies are so great because of Arnold? Everyone. You know, versus Mad Max Fury Road. It's I, a combination. I you, you could, could have, have plugged plotted, anyone in. That's fair. And, and so many of those roles are recastable. Sure. Right? Sure. But you can't Predator without... Okay, I think Predator without Arnold is still a great movie. But Arnold puts it over the top. Commando without Arnold sucks. Yes, I would agree with that a thousand uh, percent. Kindergarten Cop without Arnold sucks. True Lies. True Lies without Arnold sucks. That movie sucks anyway, really. But It's kind of fun. Though. It's fun. <laughs> it's kind it's of fun. stupid, like, but it's fun. If you start fun. thinking about all the... Total Recall without Arnold is going to be less than it is. I will Terminator. Just, yes. All these movies, though, are, and this is what kind of, I can bring it back to the Jurassic World, or, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion of it all. It's so needlessly complicated, where it's like, it's an action movie. I don't need these convoluted plots Mm -hmm. with all these fucking characters. It just needs to be simple, and you have to have some good action set pieces. Look at the first movie. Jurassic Park is actually a very simple movie. Because you don't, it doesn't need to be complicated. I don't know. It has some back, you know, they have have a little bit of setup, but it's not complicated to follow the setup. You know, it's, hey, we clone dinosaurs because we thought it'd be cool to have a dinosaur park. Then you have Malcolm who flies it and says, well, here's all the risks. And, and then everything goes. And down. then all the risks come to true, you know. So, it, plot wise, it's very simple. We were talking about this after we got out of the theater. I was just like, they make everything so needlessly complicated that if you think about anything for two seconds, it falls apart. It completely falls apart, and it's like, well, that's the dumbest it's thing. Plot hole city. And it, the whole, if I'm enjoying myself, I'm having a good time. I really don't care about plot right. holes. Whatever, fine. That and that is the key because all these action <sighs> movies are fucking plot hole city, right? Oh, of but course. But if the action's great and the you know one liners are great and everything, you don't care. And it's the same thing with anything with fucking pro wrestling, with the video games, with whatever. When you're enjoying something, when you're into it, if there's small problems, you can overlook them. When you don't like something, the small problems become big problems and you start nitpicking. Pacific Rim is a great example. 
For us, I don't know that Alex. Well, this is my point: is like we watch Pacific Rim and like the many plot holes. Oh yeah, I don't give. I don't give a shit. You have more problems. You're not as big a fan of that movie. I don't even remember anything about Pacific Rim. I just remember I liked the main theme song. Yeah, that's the music is outstanding. Oh, it's great. That's all I remember about that movie. I can. We're canceling the apocalypse. That's it. Yeah. It's giant robots beating the shit out of kaiju. Like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Eric. It's, it's is, basically fine. it's basically super shitty Evangelion. We I saw mean. the trailer, and I was just like, "Well, that's a day one see for us." Same with Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I think we were seeing one of the Fast and the Furious movies, and I was like, "Oh, a new Mad Max. That's kind of dumb." And then they show the trailer, and I'm like, "Well, guess what? We're seeing the first day it comes well, out." One of those. Yeah, and, and Fast and the Furious is another one. I haven't seen all of them. I've probably only seen one or two of them. I don't even know which ones. But there was one recently, not recently, but one of them in the middle there was excellent. Like, I think it was the one where, like, that crazy bitch Gina Carano and The Rock was in there. Like, the first time The Rock was in there? It was, like, I don't think it was the first one. It was the one where, at the end of the movie, like, Gina Carano turns heel out of nowhere for no reason. And then, I know, shocking. Shocker! <laughs> and then The Rock, like, tosses her out of a plate or something. Does he explode a cast with his muscles? I don't think that's no. the one. I don't think that's the one. If it was the plane, that was... That was... Because Charlize, Charlize is was also in that fucking one. around. I think that was the movies. Charlize one. Yeah, because... Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, Charlize is like the super At the villain, end when there's and... like a sub... And there's a heat-seeking missile chasing one of the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, it, they've gotten so ridiculous that well, it is well, they're just straight like, up the Avengers. Yes, I mean, that's yes, what are. those movies are. And it's, I haven't seen the latest one with yeah. uh, Cena. I wanted to, but we'll get to it eventually. Cena was so good in Peacemaker, Peacekeeper, whatever his name is. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah, you, you had it right the first time. We got well, HBO and again, uh, Max again, again. When the writing is so good, you really would have to try. Well, and to that was suck. that was one. That well, was say weird. what you want about John Cena. John Cena does have charisma. John Cena yeah. has charisma. John Cena has very good comedic timing. He can. He and, knows how to deliver a line. And I've been saying this since he started doing acting. Batista is to me. A dramatically better actor than The Rock is. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not even a conversation. Like, I, and I have. think he has more charisma. I mean, he jumps off the screen in Guardians of the Galaxy again, set up to succeed. But but even in like he's in that small role oh, in, in Blade um, Runner. Yeah, he yeah. Kills he was that. great in that, and he's on screen for and what couple minutes. I can't believe that? you guys didn't like that movie because that movie was fucking good. It wasn't as good as the original. Well, that's I don't think that's fair to expect it to be. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe I was just not in the right frame of mind, but I was just bored out of my mind and just like I was too. I what the fuck is going on here? I I could not get into it. I really want to watch the original again. The original is an all-time great. There's several versions. Well, uh, the one I always see on the streaming services is the, is the director's cut. You I want the one without the voiceover? Yeah. No voiceover. I would assume mm. the director's cut does not have the voiceover. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I right. Um, yeah, that's... I just... I, you know, everyone always remembers that speech at the end that uh, that actor just came up with on the fly. In the rain? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, like tears in rain. Stop it. But no, it's like, and Edward that's not. James almost is standing there, right? That's not an overly complicated movie. It has some heady like themes, but it's not. Well, it's and, not complicated. That, it's a simple story, and that's the trick. Like, if you look at so, some of the really great movies we've talked about, just in the last couple of minutes, they all kind of have a few things in common. 
The plot itself is very simple. Mad Max Fury Road is an incredibly simple plot to the point that people accuse it of not having plot, which isn't true. But it's very simple. But the themes, the things you can read into it, the commentary that it's saying is massively expansive. There's, you don't, there, people think like to have that kind of depth and complexity, you need to have like tons you have of to plot. Be overly complicated. And it's like, no, you don't. Well, you can talk- say so much visually and in, 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 the, in the environment that you're building. Well, and this is, this is the point, right? And it's when you're on actually in like a set yeah. and not just in a CGI nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's all part of building the world of the movie. You can tell a story just by the, the scenery right. where you're setting something, what the clothes people are wearing, the music. It's all the, it's a collaborative effort. And if you're just standing on a green screen, you can tell because there's no, people can't interact with the environment at all. It comes off very wooden. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this in After the Movie a ton, too. It, just, it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be good. Yeah. I mean, the most tired, tropey bullshit of all time. I don't care. Did you tell it well? Was I entertained? Outstanding. Are you not entertained? Ooh. Oh, I gotta rewatch that. That's been a while. That's an amazing movie. That is a great movie. I think we have that on 4K, yeah? We do. Yeah, yeah. we gotta watch that. Yeah, Smile for me now, brother. Stab. <laughs> The music's great in that movie. That, that's just, that's a great I think that's a Hans Zimmer soundtrack, I think right? you're right, Alex. He kills it. He kills it every time. And people would, like, make fun of him around the Inception time that it's, like, all his, he would always have, like, the, you know? But you know what? That shit worked. Okay. Oh, no, it worked for what the movie was. And it isn't his fault that it's everybody like, decided and every trailer and, after that movie aired was going to use that noise. And, and hey, you know what? It wasn't his fault that Man of Steel mostly sucked, but you know what was great in that movie? The fucking music. The music, <laughs> the music was great in that fucking movie. <laughs> you know, this week was uh, not E3, Erica. And I'm looking over at this shelf here. You know, just yesterday... Square Enix had a little little broadcast, and they announced Remake Part 2, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and it's just killing me on the inside that you won't play Remake. I just want to talk about it with you, Erica. I just want to talk about it. Why do you hate me? <laughs> so here's Answer here's, my question. Here's what we're going to do. I, I will finish... My my foray into The Witcher. I don't know how much longer that's going to take me. Don't don't facepalm. And you said that you might take back the PS5 because there's stuff you wanted to play. Yes. If you're gonna play remake, I will continue. Well, this myself. is what I'm saying. Go and play the stuff that you want to play because I think yeah. after I'm done with The Witcher, I need to take a, a little sojourn from video games, read some books, sit with myself. The next thing I play, don't go looking at him. The next thing I play me. will be will be uh, the Final Fantasy remake. So you're done with video games, is what you're saying. <laughs> Fuck off. No, seriously. When I'm... That'll be my next thing. Because okay. I was trying to figure out... Because Sheila said that uh, you guys were trying to figure out what was going to be my next video game. She said Yakuza. But I think you would prefer... I <laughs> can see the smile. But I think you would prefer if I played the, the remake. I don't you know, know If you played Yakuza 0... I don't think I you'd think, be mad about it. You know, you know Erica, <laughs> as your friend was leaving... 
that get together that night, I did lay some seeds and oh, how the plant is growing. <laughs> we were talking about it though. Cause I've just been like, I, this is, it has been one of the most uh, enjoyable gaming experiences that I've had. Easily one of the best games that I've ever played. I just think that anything I play, I, I need a little break afterward. Well, that would be like the murderer's row of video games to play The Witcher 3 and then in whatever order to play Yakuza 0 and to play Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Because those are like three tens. Yeah. Like, that's like you went out to fuck all the models, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, this one's a brunette and this one's a blonde. <laughs> but they're both tens. But they're all like bonkers gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Oh, man. Yakuza 0, it's another one. It's so great. Like, the music, the story, the acting. It's incredible. Are models actually fun to fuck, though? I wouldn't want to fuck a model. I would just want to fuck, like, a really, like... Like, I don't want a model. No, no, thank you. You know, like, there's, like, an expert. I feel like, the, like if, you're, if you're that attractive to be a model, like, are you trying that hard when you're in bed? No. Because you don't have to. Why right. would you? Exactly. So you're saying you want a porn star? Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, there's the who's experience. the best at fucking porn stars? <laughs> Are they though? Objectively, <laughs> yes. <laughs> who's better at fucking than porn stars? Well, they're better at be they're the best at being filmed fucking. That isn't necessarily that they're the best at fucking. <laughs> well, if you want to turn. <laughs> And we're not even drinking. Like, Bob's been drinking the last few podcasts. He's getting up to run tomorrow. We're not even drinking. Bob had soda, so he's wide awake. (laughs) He's giddy. I don't know. That's an excellent question. Because, like, until you give me a better idea, I'm going to have to say, I think by default, you got to give it to No, you know who's probably really good are, like, those, like, 40-year-old character actors. Because they're like, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because they're not, they're not the movie star, right? Yeah. So they're like, I have to really try. I have to really hone my craft, and I have to be real good at like sucking dick to get parts. Sure. What are we talking but about? The, no, I just think that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Leave me alone. Stop. I do appreciate the effort. I'm trying. All right, I'm trying. I don't hear anybody else saying anything. Erica's like, you know who's probably really great at fucking all those women Harvey Weinstein Weinstein abused. It's not at all what I meant, but sure. (laughs) But sure. Oh my god. But Vince McMahon. You know, know, (laughs) speaking of sexual assault. What we should do. Alleged sexual assault. What what we should do, Bob, is what category do you have this podcast on when you post it? Like, what's it under? I don't even fucking entertainment. What we should do is we should put it under the comedy heading because if you're a comedy podcast, then you could say anything. Oh, yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. It's true. Because it's all meant to be funny, even if it doesn't land. I'm I'm being challenging. My comedy is challenging. Mm -hmm. And just because it makes you uncomfortable, well, that's that's a you problem. There's so many things, but back to pro wrestling. After a (laughs) 40-minute meander there. This is is a perfect encapsulation of our podcast. This is like the episode, right? If you want to be like, oh, what's your podcast about? Here. Everything. (laughs) This. Some people try to tell me, you guys, you know, you should really like stick to like segments and have a... 
have like you know it be like stay on topic more and i'm like i'm like not that this is not the podcast for you who said that people have said that to me oh i want to know who name names don't worry about it um (laughs) dong i swear to god we're gonna have some problems Stop listening if you don't like it. <laughs> he loves the podcast. Goddamn right he loves it's the, the podcast. It's the only thing that brings him joy while he's <laughs> fucking delivering the mail in 110 degree heat. Because here's the thing. We could have like, oh, we're, we're going to do segments where we're just going to talk about the- that. That no. would never work. No, we could never stand. No. We have no capability. No. We're all over the fucking so, place. WWE has, I've never watched that show Succession, but that's what WWE has seemingly become there is clearly a war at yes. play for control, but we'll come back to it. But one, I don't understand how you have war for control of a company that one man has complete control over. But that, two, see, they're making an effort. Two, they're going for it. Two, there's like a lot of things that have happened in a short period of time, kind of like especially business wise. So, one, Triple H was always seen as the guy to succeed Vince, right? At least from a creative standpoint. Yes, Probably not like a running the business guy. Seemed like the heir apparent creatively, though. I would agree right. with that. Because he was like in NXT and doing that. And- right, and NXT was on fire for years. But then AEW came along, and they decided we're going to put NXT, our third-tier show, against AEW's number one show, and in their hubris, they thought this would work, and it did not. No. <laughs> and Triple H got blamed for that, and he clearly fell out of favor. You know, they came in, Vince took much more of a control over Well, they over took NXT. it away from him, basically. Right. They completely changed what NXT is. It is no longer your favorite indie wrestlers having great matches. Now it is all in... You can make an argument this is what it should have been from the beginning, but it is all about just developing talent to get them ready for what they want on the main roster, right? Yes. And to be fair, it's supposed to be a developmental show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Triple H has fallen way out of favor. Then his heart nearly kills him. And so he was gone for a long time and apparently, you know, just resting and recovering. Mm-hmm. And you should. And he, right. No, I have no. You've got kids. Right. Yep, that is what you should do. It's unrelated to, you know, that is unrelated to everything else. But um, he just came back recently. Like, apparently, he's kind of back to doing whatever it is he does now in WWE. Like, six months? No, he's been back for maybe like a month. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it all kind of coincided because right around the time he came back, that's when that thing came out that Stephanie was taking a step back. And taking a break or a leave of absence or something. Because um, she was in the, like, chief brand officer role, whatever the flying fuck that means. That sounds right, though. Some sort of, like, you know, uh, like everyone else in the company, she's trying to find new ways to make money. Right, right. right. So she took a leave right around the same time Triple H came back. So I don't know if that's how they planned it out. Like, hey, you know, you got all this time off. I'm stressed as shit that you nearly died. So I'd like to step back and just spend time with our kids. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. We don't know. We're just speculating. Um, So she takes time off 
And then, oddly, right after she took a step back, a lot of bad press started to come out around Stephanie. Like, like it was kind of like she wasn't, the company wasn't growing, she wasn't delivering whatever you're supposed to be doing in this brand officer role. You know, people, there was a lot of like, there was definitely a little bit of like a smear campaign trying to happen on Stephanie. Mm -hmm. And you could take your speculation on where this could be coming from. All at the same time, you have this guy, Nick Khan, who comes in in whatever role he's in. He's high up. President? Maybe president. That could be right. And he's, to me, and to everyone from the outside looking in, it seems like his job was to come in and strip the company down to make it more um, appealing to be sold, right? Like, that's what it feels like was happening whether yes. or not that's what was going on because that was when they started like dumping like cutting a shitload of people tons of people like uh, uh long time people uh, not just in the front of the camera but behind the camera right. really just kind of cleaning house yeah so that's all happening at the same time and now i'm trying to think of like everything that's kind of happened in order and now you have this story that's come out that Vince McMahon had an affair with a paralegal who obviously works under him. He owns the fucking company. Right. Um, who he, and apparently it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't a rape or anything. It was a consensual relationship. That's what. That's how it's been framed. As far as we know, yes, sure. And she, after having this affair and it ending or whatever happened, and there's a lot more. There's a Wall Street Journal article about this that we've all read. So if people care, you can go kind of look this up. I it's mean, an we'll, interesting. We'll article. talk about aspects yeah. of it, but yeah. um, there's a lot of detail that I'm sure I've forgotten already. But, um, you know, she was essentially after she left the company, she was paid three million dollars to sign an NDA and go away. And generally, in my opinion, not knowing anything, if you're paid three million dollars to sign an NDA to go away, generally that means there's a reason they want you to shut up. Something untoward maybe happened. Yes, and. You know, some of the stuff that was in the article was she was having this affair with Vince. And then at some point he, you know, quote unquote, passed her like a toy to Johnny Laurinaitis. And I don't know what that exactly is supposed to mean. Like, was he like, go fuck him? I don't I I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what that even means. Uh, Johnny Ace doesn't exactly have a uh, stellar reputation with the ladies either. So Um, and and. We can get back to it, but my opinion is what's going to end up happening at the end of this investigation is old John Laurinaitis will be falling on the sword on oh, this one. Oh, a thousand percent. I don't see how he doesn't, but I think he'll be falling on the sword. He's the sacrificial lamb. And he'll lamb. be paid money to go away yep. and shut up. He'll get another, he'll get an NDA. And um, Vince will be back doing what he always does because the re- this is this would be my question. I don't know how these businesses especially publicly traded companies are all set up right but my understanding what i've read is vince you know because there are class a and there are class b shares in the company okay yes and the class a is like your general shares that you and i could go buy of wwe yeah 
Class B are the shares that actually matter. They have 10 times the voting power of Class A shares. Right. And Vince controls like 80% of the Class B shares. So when things happen today, like Vince stepping down or oh, stepping away, that's him doing that. No one can force him to do that. Just yeah. like I don't see, can the board force him out? Because I don't think so. I really don't know. I, I, don't I know honestly either. have no idea. I I'm not a business major. I don't know how their company works. I would assume it is set up in such a way that it is very nearly impossible to get him out of whatever role he wants to be in. And obviously, if they were going to go ahead and sell the company, they can't sell the company without the majority shareholder approving it. Right. So I don't know how you get rid of... like. You're only get rid- getting rid of Vince if he wants to go, is my opinion. If he wants to go or if he dies. And he's never going right. to die. He's <laughs> he a, does seem immortal. He's an evil old fuck. So he's going to live um, to be 150. And so what happened today, yeah, today, I sent you the article, is Vince has stepped away just from the CEO and chairman of the board. That's what's role. so funny because it's like, oh, it's going to be. Oh, no, it's not. He's still and in he's charge. He's still creatively. doing creative, which to me is probably the majority of what he generally does anyway. And I would think, you know, your Nick Cons of the world, that would be the one who's doing most of the business stuff. Isn't that what they're there for? I would assume so. So I feel like this is just a pure. Oh, it's all for show. Yeah. And, and it's so, Stephanie who's taken over in the interim CEO role. So it's puppet regime. Right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, Stephanie's taking over as the CEO and the chairman of the board. And so... Did you also see this week, though, that uh, Mr. Kevin Dunn might be guilty of insider trading? Apparently that was bullshit. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. That's a shame. But there was... fuck that guy. But, but there was, unrelated to that, there was a incredible coincidence that... Right before, like like a couple hours before this Wall Street Journal article came out, someone did Sold sell like a bunch of shares. Yeah, there were like okay, 1. so 5 million or right, something. right, right. So on that day, like a couple hours before that story came out, two point one million shares of WWE were sold, which is one point five million more than the daily average of shares moved on WWE. So weird. What a coincidence. But I will say, and I don't know how the market's going to react to Vince stepping away, but the story coming out didn't affect the stock. The stock went down like a dollar. So clearly the stock market doesn't care. Um, well, no, they're all evil fucks. They sure. don't care. Well, right. But in theory, if they thought there was going to be a business problem, they would react. But the right. reality is all the money they're getting it's all guaranteed. Like the money from Fox and the money from USA, they're not going to come along and cancel these business deals. So, you know, nothing really like leaves. It doesn't matter anyway. He's not going to leave, but if he was, it doesn't matter. There's no way. Um, I know they've done like a great job of convincing people. Vince is like the genius of all geniuses. And he's the only one who knows how this pro wrestling shit works. No, I think that maybe, there was a moment in time where you could make that claim. And I think that time is about 30 years past. Well, right. And here's the other thing, okay? So, apparently, I think I remember reading the WWE board was made aware of this whole situation with the ex-employee and the NDA and the $3 million payment. It's like in like April or something. In like March or April. 
That and remember, Stephanie and Triple H, they're on the board. So they knew about the Stephanie knew about this before she took a step back. So that's another interesting wrinkle that it's like good luck, you know. I'll I'll see you later. I'm going to be at home. Have yeah. fun. But and and you know the claim that his lawyer, Jerry McDivitt, who's been there for a trillion years, is making is that the $3 million payment was Vince's money. That was not WWE money that was spent on this payment, which is kind of the, you know, loophole right on. You didn't like technically do anything wrong in this, in the business sense. But the one that is interesting, and this is where Vince may have gotten himself into a tight spot is when this woman was hired, she was hired at a $100,000 salary. I saw this, yeah. And shortly after this affair began, her salary was doubled to $200,000. Now, that is company money. Yeah, that's... So, uh... that might be... If they want to get him, if there's anything to get... What just happened over there with your phone? Um, I noticed that somehow the uh, lens protector for my camera uh broke oh so. interesting yeah. i thought it was like you just peeled off the back of the actual camera i was like what are you fucking doing <laughs> like you fucking maniac they're not making any more of those minis man you better hold that thing you better cherish that phone I you're know. not getting another phone that's that size i know never <laughs> um not anything that's good anyway there are dozens of runners who would there pay are dozens of us <laughs> dozens, dozens! <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to be ashamed of oh my god but uh it's it's there's so many interesting things going on right with wwe and like i was saying if there is one thing where you're gonna get him if he can be got and i don't know that he can it would be that her salary miraculously doubles after this affair started stopping because the old man, that yeah. is not like Oh, you've been doing great work. We're raising your salary from one hundred to one fifteen. Right. Like no, this is one hundred to two hundred. Like, man. Like, one hundred yeah. to two hundred is like you've moved up like huge steps on the ladder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, but but what I was kind of saying to Erica, I know Bob had to walk out for a second to uh, take Bob the dog out because he's a wonderful dog, the best dog. Believe me, he's a good dog. You could have sold that a little harder. <laughs> anyway, is I don't know if you happen to know Bob, but if Vince owns all the voting power on the share on mm-hmm. the on the shares, can they even get rid of him? I don't see how. I don't think so. Oh, he he would have had to. He would actually have had to do something illegal, pretty much. Sure. Um and. And doubling the salary of someone you're fucking, well, I mean, not that the best look. Is that illegal? Is it technically illegal? No. Um, At least not as far as I know from uh, the from at least from Illinois law. I don't know about Connecticut law. Um, You know, you 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 do set up. Uh, a, you set up a quid uh, a quid pro quo situation, um, which 
but then that's highly dependent on if the uh, the woman was going to pursue uh, any legal action. Sure. You know, and yeah, it, it, it's just it's a real bugger. I mean, he's the owner, right? For all intents and purposes, Vince McMahon owns WWE. And there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, You know, I mean, unless Stephanie can have him, like, declared... uh, Then we are talking about a TV show. Yes. He gets declared incompetent. Right. Well, I don't know if, like, is a vote of no confidence, is that a thing? But if he has the majority of the votes, I don't know that it matters. I, Again, this is all just shit that I have, like, seen on Succession. I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. And I've only seen, like, the first season. Well, so. I, I mean, I, I know I know enough to know that maybe there might be some really obscure uh, law or, um, you know, uh, like, contractual things or something that, is extraordinarily rare that we don't know about that could actually lead to him losing control of the company. Um, well, if anyone, but I don't know, know what that would be. It's this Nick Khan guy, right? Cause he, it, it would appear someone's making a play. Well, it was definitely interesting when Stephanie got buried on her way out. And it's also interesting that, Nick Khan didn't get moved into the CEO role. Stephanie did. So that kind of goes to show you Vince is still calling all the shots. Oh, yeah. You know, like this is not a guy who's being forced to do things he doesn't want to do. So I think you put Stephanie in there because at any time you can say, okay, thank you, daughter. We're moving you back to where you were. And Get the I'm fuck back. out my chair. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, well, it's, it's just funny because you see people online being like, oh, maybe that nothing is going to change. And, WWE and, is still going to be garbage. And this is the thing, you know, if this same thing happened to a CEO of a gigantic company, like let's say it was like, I don't know. Comcast. Sure. Or yeah. Viacom, Disney, right, something, like, something that. like that. It would more than likely take them down. But wrestling it exists in this universe where, you know, right now this is getting a lot of press, like front page news press. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's going to drop out of the news cycle in, in like, well, a few, does. like a few days. And this isn't like if it happened to a Disney, you know, because one, the CEO doesn't control own the company. Right. And two, wrestling just isn't treated that seriously. You know, mm-hmm. People don't actually really care. So it's just going to move on in the news cycle and they'll come out and say, you know, oh, Vince did yada yada bullshit and uh, we've sl- he slapped himself on the wrist. You know, we've investigated ourselves and we Activision did has wrong. investigated Activision and found that Activision has done no wrong. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which was probably my favorite headline of the week. Oh yeah, what it was like we've we've investigated ourselves and we do not have a toxic company culture. No shit. Yeah, we had like employees killing themselves, but you know, eh, eh. everything seems. Would you call it toxic? Would you call it? To- I don't think I'd call it toxic. So, yeah, that's the WWE stuff has been very entertaining, and then at the same time, we've talked about this before on the podcast. 
There's been a rumor the past day or so that Sasha Banks has quietly gotten out of her contract. And now there was something like an hour ago that maybe she even got out of the contract like weeks ago. And they're just not talking about it. Do, do you hear that noise? The beeping noise? That's Tony Khan dumping the, uh, backing up the dump truck full of money. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what's going to happen. I know we've talked about that on the podcast too, but I do think volatility or not, you'd be stupid not to grab her. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. immediately got a number one star. And, and your here's woman's another, division could use that little Here's shot another in the arm. interesting one, okay? And I don't know what her health truly is, but Paige's WWE contract is about to expire in like a month. Mm -hmm. And I know her neck was fucked. She's claiming now her neck is good. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, he said the same thing about Danielson. He was and, gone right, for Danielson, a minute. Sometimes Edge, you, just, you need to let your body Stone heal. Stone Cold wrestled again after all that time. I mean... So who knows if they healed or if there's been work done or whatever, but Paige is claiming she's healthy. That's another one. You can get a, another really a big star a good in who can move the needle, you know. So we'll see what ends up happening. You'd be dumb not to grab Sasha, though. Yeah, I mean, you know. She's out there. She still wants to wrestle. And maybe you you know she does want to go to stardom and do that thing. You well, and you and she could do that. Get you her, know, you let her you do whatever the you fuck you want her, her to do. You know you would let her. Oh do yeah. Um, I I would be. And that's something he can dangle over her is he could say, hey, you know, we've got this working relationship with New Japan now, the same company that owns New Japan owns Stardom, and boy, if you came to work for us, you know, I'm gonna be able to make these matches happen for you that you want to have mm -hmm. with these Stardom women. Well, and I think to Sasha because Sasha is a lifelong just fan of professional wrestling. She, would, and this is all just me, you know, this is just what I, my opinion. I, we'll sit here and we'll be like, well, you look like a fucking geek. You look like a fucking geek. I don't think she wants to look like a geek. She wants to look like the, the star that she is. She wants to feel important on the show. Yeah. Well, and look, the reality is, I think in AEW, Someone who's going to stand up for themselves and fight for what they believe in, I think that'll be seen as valuable as long as you're coming up with good ideas, right. right? Like, if you're coming up with shit and you're fighting for shit ideas, well, you're not going to get listened to after a while. Right. But if you're coming up with good ideas, like if you're Kenny Omega and you come up with some idea and you make it happen and you execute it, you're going to get the leash to keep doing your stuff right, exactly. right and look there's gonna be it's kind of like Britt baker is generally on dynamite or rampage like every week you know and believe me if you have sasha banks she's gonna be on AEW on AEW every single week you know this isn't like we talked about before this isn't like getting like ruby soho okay this is a star and i love ruby I do. I genuinely love Ruby. I liked her on the indies. I enjoy her, but she's not. She's never going to be the 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 top your top star, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having 
good journeyman professional wrestlers who are just there who could, we've talked about this, who could mix into the top, you know, maybe even carry the championship for a little yeah. while. But Well, and the reality is, is someone like a Sasha can do everything you want her to because even in WWE where she hasn't always been pushed like she should, anytime they needed someone to make something work, who do they throw out there? Right. You know, when there's going to be your women's Royal Rumble and you're going to have a shitload of women in there who look like they don't even know how to put one foot in front of another, who's in the ring for an hour making sure the whole thing stays together? Yeah. You know? Well, and you also got to be sitting there looking at shit like that. Like, I'm in here with... Who am I in here with? What what else do I have to conquer? Oh, I could go over here. And I could wrestle a wrestle whole bunch all of the people. Japanese women right. I want to wrestle. Have all these new programs. That's one of the things, right? If you're, you know, anyone, if you're Brian Danielson, it's like, well, what do I do if I stay in WWE? I'm going to keep having the same feuds with the same group of people that I've been wrestling what? for ten years. I think that was his major reason for leaving. He wanted to wrestle. He wanted to go wrestle in New Japan. He wanted to wrestle against those guys. Yeah. He wanted because that's his art. I think we've talked about this before too. That's professional wrestling is Danielson's art. Professional wrestling is Sasha Banks's art. And it's always about how can I improve myself? What what new challenges do I have? I have never wrestled Danielson. I've never wrestled Kenny Omega in any sort of like whatever capacity. Let's do that. Ooh, can we do an hour long match with fucking Hangman on uh regular TV and make it be well, like And look, he's already seen the fruits of his labor, right? Because at Forbidden Door, it's they're teasing it. It looks oh like we're going to be God, getting Alex. Brian Danielson against Zack Sabre Jr. I swear to fuck. Two of the best technical wrestlers like, to ever live. It's, it's all I want out of life. I want that match. Like, oh my God. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Just like all the little, like, ooh. it's going to be just professional wrestling in its purest form. And I'm so excited if we get to watch that. There's that that Forbidden Door show is gonna be so great. This Zack Saber Jr. person who I've never heard of before. If you've watched, and I don't know how much of the New Japan stuff you've, he looks like Bradley Rose, who's a Peloton trainer. Oh dear God in heaven! It'd be really funny if he has like a secret life as a Peloton trainer. <laughs> that would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> Because he's like, yeah, you know, New Japan really isn't paying me enough. I gotta, I gotta whore myself out over here. Yeah, we're not, we're then, not talking about Peloton. We're talking and, about how amazing this show. And, what and what then, else is kind of then, booked for the show? Well, and I was just gonna say, if Zack Sabre Jr. did start becoming a Peloton trainer, he would have to come up with a better porn star name, frankly. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Zack Thundercock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take his class. Zack Sabercock? No, nah, I like Thundercock more. Mm, and, yeah. okay. Cock Saber's better than Sabercock. Mm, all right. Mm. In, my, in my humble opinion. <laughs> well, you're the you're the one who likes to write, so I leave it to you. Um, yeah, Flows I mean, obvi- on the page better. The obviously, you're doing better. Tanahashi and um, Danielson. Not sorry. Tanahashi and Moxley. Words are hard. Names are hard. Yes, please. For the AEW championship. That's going to be fucking great. I don't know what they're going to do around the New Japan, the um, IWGP title because one, Jay White won it from Okada. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, on this rampage, 
around this latest dynamite, Jay White attacked Hangman and was like, you're not getting a shot at this title, buddy. And then, but at the same time, he told Adam Cole and you're not getting a shot either. So it's like, well, what are they doing? I don't know what they're building up. Like, are they building up like a four way? Like, is Okada going to get in the mix and now it's a four way or something? Because I don't want, it's like, I don't don't want to see that. I want to see guys like Jay White and Okada in singles matches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can understand the impulse to get as many people and as many matches as possible. But the one thing I would argue and say is normally I've got three and a half, four hours in me for these shows. For this, no, this one, this can be long. You can make this as long as you fucking want it to be. Yeah. And I will watch the whole goddamn thing with with pleasure. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have a Giordano's giant I think we pizza. have already established that though, it, so despite the... at least we'll have enough food to get through. The insane cost of takeout these days. We are going to be getting... Although I will go pick it up. I'm not paying for delivery. I I, I would like to know, have you prepared the loan on your house to pay for this Giordano's? (laughs) So Bob had a thing on yesterday. Uh And I was like, he's going to be gone. Okay, I'll put the baby down. I'll order myself something. And it'll be be fine. I was like, I'm going to get like Indian food. I haven't had Indian food in a while. I go on. And the main dish that I usually order... Which is chicken tikka masala. Just chicken sure. and like a, a tomato kind of gravy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I love it. Eighteen ninety nine for a chicken dish. Yeah. Now this is not including the samosas that I would normally get and the naan. Like that all together before all the bullshit fees and everything was going to be over $30. You add into the fees, we're looking at maybe like 40 45 I'm like I. This is I cannot. So that justify was like this. delivery was going to be like ten or fifteen. Oh, all the fees and shit because there's delivery, but then there's like the surcharges that they get you with, and it's just like I can't. There's I can't justify this. So See, I'm just going to have the home run in pizza that I have in the freezer. And then you can't go wrong with that. No, no, it's delicious for, for a grand total of what six fifty. Yeah, because I got it on sale at the grocery store. Yeah, you, you do have to buy those home run ins on sale, but I won't buy them at normal it. price. But I, if I do they're see them on it. sale. I always buy a couple because it's just, I like, it's, oh yeah for us especially, it's good you just to You buy as have, many as you can fit in the freezer. Right, pizza just you know, in, Bob, in the back hopper. If you had like a second freezer, like a dedicated freezer, you could just fill it with frozen Has he been talking pizzas. to you about the chest freezer that he wants to get? He has not. Does that does You that want thing? the chest freezer too. I want the chest freezer because I want to buy half of a cow and stick it in there. Well, you can get a quarter of a cow. Quarter. The half cow. want a lot of beef. The half cow freezer is big beefy cheese. Big beefy, 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 beefy. big meaty men <laughs> slamping meat. That's all I want. No, I talking these, about your work rate. These chest freezers, Five star matches. <laughs> nah, bump that. <laughs> Free Goldbergs. <laughs> Goldberg v. Goldberg v. Goldberg. I, I um, did hear he finally got the neck brace off. Thank God. Oh, I oh my want, God. When I heard that I that fucking want, happened. I only want good things for Big E. He just seems like such a good fucking dude, and it's just like. Oh, if you find but, out one day, like, Big E's had someone locked in his basement that's for it. years. I'm done. How I'm is, done. How is Big E at fucking? <laughs> Say that again? Who, who? How is Big E at fucking? Oh, outstanding. I would imagine all those New Day guys are pretty solid. So who's the best in the new day well fucking you know what if you want to see it you can find that video of <laughs> xavier woods what? fucking page it's true 
forgot about that. <laughs> Take some notes. <laughs> anyway, talk um, about work rate. Those, those chest freezers. Um, I was like, okay, come on. What, like, what's this chest freezer going to Like $300? We're not that bad. It's more like six fifty. Oh, really? Oh, fuck that noise. That's but, not happening. But. But then you can I prepare may. for the apocalypse. Think of how many home run-in pizzas you could stuff in that thing. It's true. Like, what are we talking about here? 20, 30, 40, 50? You know what? If they're on sale. <laughs> I mean, they left. How, how long does a home run in stay in a freezer? It's frozen. It's, it's hey, fine. It's fine, it's fine forever. Yeah, it'll, it'll you can stuff fine. 10 of those in there. Fine. I imagine, like, the power goes out and they're all going bad and we're like, fuck it. Turn turn Make the oven on. We're making Alex. twenty. We're making twenty home run pizzas. This is happening. We're feeding the neighborhood. Um, well, you know, the it's just annoying. Like, there's just it would just be nice to have just a little more space, a freezer space. Our, it's not I'm not going to say that I I I hate our fridge because you can't hate an appliance. Yeah, you can. But while we're here, our fridge is not. More the freezer is is annoying. It it looks nicer than I think it is. I'm not really. It's like two tiered. There's two drawers. I really don't like that. I would rather it just be deep. It's hard to get something big. Like if you've got like a boxed item, box things are kind of tough in that freezer. I still want to know what the trick is to keep that drawer open. There is because. None. I've done it. I've had it. I've, I've been done able it. to do it once. But I don't know how I did and it. And I don't know how exactly. And it's infuriating. Yeah. There's a way, but I don't know what and it there's is. There's always like a little condensation on it. And every time my mother sees it, she's like, did you call? I'm, like, I'm never going to call about this. No. Stop asking me. I don't care Is enough. it included in from, the home warranty? From now on, before I you, before you open the freezer, you just should be like, leave the room. I'm going to go wipe. I got to just wipe it before she comes. Like, yeah, they came and they fixed it. What do you fucking care? But anyway. But, uh, yeah, it, it would be nice just to have a little more freezer space. But, one, those chest freezers are way more money than I thought they would be. And, two, not only do you have that, now you also have the added cost of running it. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, But home running pizza storage. Quarter of a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Cow. Cow. And when Erica inevitably kills you, I could help her stuff your body in there. I thought well, that's going in the tree stump. Well, there has to be a way to transport you. Oh. And what if it's like the middle of the day and we need to store your body until it's the nighttime? I mean, that's fair. But then, you know, you'll could have always traces ask, of we, me we, in the freezer. We do have an uncle who has a, uh, a uh, cooler that you could definitely fit multiple bodies in because mm. he hunts. So mm. that's a big that's a that's a coffin Does freezer. Hunt, man. Bob, you want to go the take most dangerous a game. Bob, you want to go take a run through the forest <laughs> with the deers? The deers. deers and the ducks. <laughs> hey, duck. We'll go hunting with an AR-15. <laughs> I'm a sportsman. <laughs> Let me mow down this deer <laughs> with this assault rifle. <laughs> Full auto. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's as close as we're gonna get to that topic. Can we? Can we? Can we watch a video of Arnold hunting? That would be. Isn't that just the entirety of Commando? Well, that's fair. Predator. <laughs> God, I love that movie. 
Uh, it's like a perfect movie. I'm right here. Come on. Come and get me. And it, you know what? Like things didn't used to be a thousand years long. What's Predator? 90 minutes? Probably. Maybe a hundred. You're in, you're out, and you're satisfied. And yeah. it's great. Why were those movies... Hour 47. Perfect. perfect. Why were those movies so well written? And now we can't get writing like that anymore. Like even... Even John Wick 1, which I think had... Oh, it was like a good movie, but the writing wasn't anything special. There was that one line, you know, where he's like, they they keep asking me, people keep asking me if I'm back. Yeah, I'd say I'm back in, you know. My favorite but line delivery that, of that, though, is when the uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy's dad finds out that he just, like, fucked John Wick. Mm-hmm. And just the look he gives him, like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and I forget what he says, but he's just like, like, oh, you stole John Wick's car. Just, I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a really long time. But even like that, which you would remember as one of the better action movies of recent memory, the writing's not to the level of these fucking Arnold. You movies. don't get the you don't get the one liners anymore. No, we're just sad. Batman Begins was filled with great one liners, and that's that pretty old at this point. You're coming up on twenty years ago, which is also horrifying. Wasn't that 2005? No. It wasn't that old, was it? Bob, can you please look up when Batman Begins came out? Yeah, if we could interrupt your cell phone playing. I was looking up other stuff. 2005. Wow. 18, like 17 years old? Isn't that terrifying? (laughs) Well, you know what's weird is a movie like that, if you go watch it, it doesn't seem old. You know, like, if you go back and you watch, like, Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner looks old. Like, you could tell it's an older movie. Well, that's because of matte paintings. But it's still, it looks like an old movie. You're right. You're at, you're, you're right. But it looks good still. Right. Yes. Jurassic Park, the original, looks like an older movie. It looks great still. Mm-hmm. Those effects are used to oh, perfection. Yeah. Now Ooh. you go back and look at some shit, and it's like this age, like yeah. You go back you and watch put it out. like Mortal if you, Kombat. If you look at CG, looks yeah, the er- but that's fine. Yeah, if you <laughs> well, look at like if you CG. look at like late nineties, early aughts movies that went heavy CG, they all look terrible now. I mean, you get their their four K conversions are just awful. Well, and there's shit that comes out today that's like. What, what, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was something. Okay, so and you guys didn't watch it, right? That Xbox Bethesda show? No, no, no. I um uh, would like to. I don't know that I'm gonna get around to the it, live broadcast was so bad. Really? Like, like quality wise, like the video, the bit rate on the video was super low. So anytime there was any sort of motion, which, you know, you're showing video games, there's constant There's going to be some movement, right? There would be tons of pixelation. It's like, this is supposed to be the show where you're getting ex- people excited for things and you're trying to sell things. Shouldn't you be broadcasting at a pretty high bit rate? One would assume so. Like, and this wasn't a problem for, say, that Sony state of play they did recently where they were showing, like, 
the last of us remake and stuff like that like that broadcast was of a good video quality so is e3 just not happening not anymore really it doesn't just, they, every year every year whatever that group is that does e3 is like we're gonna be doing it next year and then it doesn't happen. doesn't happen okay <laughs> you know? no, it's kind of just what what's even the point anymore you know like yeah i mean uh the it's one of those things where as as far as like the general public is concerned all the general public really cared about was the big stage shows right, right. and that's where the hype you know because why did you why did they ever do e3 they did e3 so you get all the journalists in one place it was cost effective to show everything and then they'd go back write about it they'd publish their magazines but then once streaming got to be really reliable and then really got their hand forced with um covid and they're just like you know the the big studios are like we don't we don't need we don't need the convention anymore right we don't need to spend all this money because yeah i mean those are big that's a big sink of money yeah to do those you know i'd like i like to go to the chicago auto show and um you know for cars that makes sense you want to get the public in to sit in the car and look, be able to look at everything and really show it off. Um, and that's going to make a difference for you. But those are hugely expensive for automakers to do, but it's worth it. There's just not a incentive anymore in the gaming industry. I did hear that they showed, what was it, the uh, Xbox One in theory, I think it was everything that they showed is going to be out in 12 months. Is that what they said? Right. Uh, yeah. Everything they showed at the Xbox show, in theory, is coming out in the next year. I mean, there will always be delays and shit. Right. That's just the world we live in. And that's fine. I'd rather you delay something and get it nailed. But... Well, and, and this has been one of Microsoft's problems is what they tend to have been doing is they'll announce something with like a CG trailer and then it doesn't come out for like four years. You know, and so you're kind of showing the same thing at E3 over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, it's better to build hype for something that's coming out in the next six months to year. And then even if people know it's being made, you maybe don't publicly talk about it so you can have that big announcement like the Resident Evil 4 remake just got announced and that's coming out early next year. I think people knew that was being made. That was an open secret, right? Right. It's like Vince McMahon's failed marriage, you know? We but, all know, Linda. Linda, we all know. <laughs> but, by the way, someone re-earthed the old clip of Vince on a SmackDown. Like, Linda's supposed to be, like, comatose in a wheelchair yeah, or something. I that shit, yeah. And he's just tongue-fucking Trish Stratus right in front of her. Which, like... And it's like, this is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. God. But anyway, moving on. Um, you know, but like they just showed Resident Evil Four, right? Like, oh, it's, we're making it. It's like, yeah, we knew you were making it, but cool. And now we're gonna start the hype train, right? Yeah. Here it comes. It's gonna be out in seven months or something. You know, great. Yeah, I think what February or March of next year. I think something they said. like that. Um, I will miss the old voices. The voices in the original are outstanding. That that game is just wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. I'm know. not. I I've played it fifty thousand times, and I would honestly rather just like go pick up a GameCube and play the original again. 
if I have the opportunity to play it, I'm not going to be like, no, but it depends. It depends because you never know what they're going to do with these remakes because the resident evil two remake was kind of a one-to-one remake. I think to my memory, um, maybe they pulled out like some parts when they were doing the remake. I don't know. I don't really remember. Um, the resident evil three remake. I know I haven't played it, but I read they definitely pulled out large chunks of resident evil three. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing with four. I mean, one thing about four is that is a very long game and for resident evil and you know, the stuff towards the end, like a lot of the castle stuff, oh, the, well, I wouldn't be super upset I'd say the if stuff some of that got cut. more on the island after you leave the castle. It's a little bit like, okay. The stuff at the beginning is the strongest parts. You know, like when he first walks into that village and you have that big battle with the villagers, Mm -hmm. that's like the iconic set piece people always remember about Resident Evil 4. You know, and it's like there's things that could certainly be improved, right? You could improve some of the stuff with Ashley where you're dragging her all over the place and she's always trying to get killed by fucking the villagers. And yeah. Like, why are you running toward them? Leon, help! (laughs) You know, and by the time you heard that like fifty times, you were ready to kill her. You could have killed her for sure. If you there was the option to kill Ashley in that game, I guarantee you a high percentage of people. Mr. President, I don't know what happened. I I tried, and it just the the zombies got her. I I I, deeply apologize. I couldn't get her out. I don't know why there's bullet holes in her body. I don't know how 20 bullets hit her. I was trying to hit the zombies. Teeth. They had very big teeth. Yeah. Teeth. Yes, sir. It was brutal. Oh, my God. No, I have a very special place in my heart for that, that Resident Evil 4. That's, that's good stuff. Um, and, and the truth is, you know, Capcom's been firing on all cylinders for, like, years now. So I really liked, uh, was it the, Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil remake? Uh, yeah. The first game I thought was great. I loved it. Um, I think I played a little bit of the second one. I don't think I finished it because I did play it the original like a hajillion years ago, but I don't think now, I finished the remake. Can Can you guys explain something to me about Resident Evil? Because again, I've never played any Resident Evil. I've just watched one or two of the bad movies, but that first one was fine. News flash on the podcast. Bob doesn't play video games. Shocker at eleven. Is it always the T virus? Or no, there's different there's different variants of the virus. Oh, okay. And it's not. There was like. In it's like, not the T virus in Resident Evil Four, is it? No, that's one of the variants. I think like four and five are that like Ouroboros virus or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's always a virus though. Yes, it's all, and they're all offshoots. Of the main virus, I think. It's all umbrella beans. Or like the plant the virus came from or something. Okay. Got it. For foot games. If that's your jam. Just curious. Well, and, and some of them are really a lot of fun, you know. In the one but there's I... a vampire in the one? Is there a vampire? Oh, isn't the uh, 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 big what, lady? I don't She's know what vampire, the big woman she? is. She's she big. looks like a vampire, <laughs> but I think she might be a zombie. You're getting to play the big woman in a mercenaries mode that's coming out at the end of the year. Ooh. You're going to... And they even advertised it like, you'd be towering over the zombies, you know? You got to get like, that in there. Oh, yeah. 
I do want to play that one. I'm hoping it comes up on. Uh, well, and I think it's cool. They're you know they're gonna put like a third person mode in there. To, mercenaries like, you, is a lot of fun. Well, not just mercenaries. The main game. You're gonna be able to play the whole game in third person. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's cool that they're adding that, huh. and they're adding a um, and some sort of like side you know like expansion thing with the main character ethan's daughter so oh, that's cool they used to do that with the old games thing. too yeah yeah i do want to play that one i will get around to it eventually. and that's the thing that's what i mean like capcom you know they've been doing the new ones like seven and eight they've been doing these remakes that are generally well received you know devil may cry five was very good uh street fighter six people are very excited about that you know, they've got that new game coming out, Exo Primal, that looks like it might be fun. It's like some sort of like squad shooter co op thing, you know, that's what everyone's making now. Which fine, I like those. But uh you know, Capcom, it's like ever since they developed this RE engine, they're just killing it. Um They did show uh not Capcom, obviously, but uh Bethesda showed um Starfield, Starfield. yeah. Yeah, so you watched the video, right? You said I did. Yes. And first of all, to begin, I'm a gotta, failure. You gotta give it to Todd Howard. He's just such a great salesman, <laughs> is he not? He, he's fine. It, it, oh, here, here, here's the thing with Todd. I'm in like I'm in the Todd Howard, Todd, like the Steve Jobs reality distortion field. You know, Todd, Todd Howard, if. I think here's what I'll say. If you like Bethesda games in general, um, oh, it's a Bethesda game. It is definitely a Bethesda game, and I, I think it comes like if you. The reason the bubble works is because you want the game to be good, right? You, like you don't want you're not sitting there saying. Oh, I want this to be a steaming pile of shit. No, you you like video games. You want it to be good, so it's easier to be sucked into the bubble. I don't generally like Bethesda games that much. Um, that's more me. Yeah, that that's your jam more. Like I, I was never a Fallout person. <coughs> well, and I, go ahead, go ahead. Bob. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's intriguing. Um, you know. I definitely like um, the space environment more. Um, the ship combat look cool. Yeah, that looked neat. It, it, there's a there's a part of it though that makes me a little worried about like, is it even something I want to try? Because they're talking about like this universe they've built that is unreasonably large. And but I also think you're not expected to visit every planet. You're not expected to visit every planet, but how... It'd be like playing No Man's Sky. There's like millions of planets in No Man's Sky. You're not expected to go to everyone. No, no, you're not expected to go to everyone. It, my, my question is, like, how, how satisfying is the encounter going to be on each individual planet that you go to? Well, so what he's what he's getting to, Erica. I don't know how much you read about Starfield, but not a ton. Because essentially, yeah. the kind of the order of the presentation was, and you know, I know you like these styles of games, right? So you should probably go watch it, but because it was a very entertaining presentation. It was. Um, they kind of showed, you know, the on foot combat, which looked okay. It certainly looked better than 
your fallout shooting, which is notoriously abysmal, thus the VAT system to try to to fix that. cover up how bad the shooting is, you know. So it certainly looked better than anything we've seen before from a Bethesda engine. The whole game definitely still has a very Bethesda engine feel. Like they claim this is a new engine. You're not buying to it me, so much. I say same engine with additions with would tweaks. be my guess. Yeah, probably. Um, it's technically a new one. Well, it's it's it, it's not just the engine though. It, I mean, it's it's just the the art style is very Bethesda, and that's what I mean. And that's what it's probably very. I'm assuming they're working within the constraints of the engine, right? Because the character models, well, they look dramatically better than, say, any recent Fallout games or Skyrim or whatever. Mm-hmm. It still looks like Bethesda character models, just sure. a much higher quality. They still have those dead eyes. Um, they're still not super um, emotional when they talk, you know. Which is crazy, like, thinking about that, because, and I, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more, um, we've been, we, and we've talked about the last couple podcasts, and playing through The Witcher 3, and this is a seven-year-old game at this yeah. point, and some of the facial animation is it's outstanding, very good. and you yeah. never get the sense, like, the eyes are never, I, I would never call them dead eyes. Well, it's and I think you very... could see, now that you've played The Witcher 3, I think you could see why people were so hyped for Cyberpunk. And why people were so disappointed when it was when it was. It is hysterical to me that there was like all of this goodwill built for the like, for CD Projekt Red because of The Witcher Three gone and the, immediately uh, and the expansions. Killed. I'm only a couple uh, uh, maybe an hour or so into the the first expansion and it's outstanding already. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then you, you killed it all dead. Just dead. Yeah, so then what what do they do? Goodwill. Back to the well. We're making The Witcher Four. <laughs> Well, are you shocked? I mean, I'm sure no, that was No, of course planned. I'm not. Um, and but, honestly, after playing this one, I'm pretty stoked. Hopefully they kind of go back to... Cause I've never touched Cyberpunk, so I have no idea just how gnarly it was, but... I think it's supposed to be good now after all the patching and everything, but... Yeah. Uh, and, and the reality is, I think the same way about Starfield, you're making this giant open world game with all these interconnected systems. Yeah. Starfield, when it launches, let's be real, will be a mess. Will probably be fucked. It's, but six months later, it'll probably be really good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's how you almost have to view a lot of these games now. I mean, look, like it. This wasn't the big problem that you know usually like a Bethesda game faces, but you know there was this sixty FPS mode in Horizon Two, mm-hmm. and the way they were doing their, you know, what a lot of games do now is they use upresing systems to raise the game up closer to 4k while using while rendering the game eternally lower to not have to push 4k worth of pixels Mm -hmm. and whatever temporal solution they were using to create the image was causing like shimmering on movement so like you would see it really noticeably on plant plants like you would see pixelation on plants when you were moving the camera and, you know, they did fix it, but it took them, like, two, three months to find a fix, you know? Right. So, it's like, sometimes with these games, shit happens. Well, and some, it's either, okay, am I going to, like, lose my fucking mind? Does, does pixelation... Right, and it, didn't, and it didn't hamper my enjoyment of the game. On the plants, does that ruin my enjoyment? No? Okay, I'll fucking deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's bugs, and then there's bugs. Right. You know? Right. 
Um, but and there's shit that happens in like every like Fallout game. Like I, I started. I didn't play the first two, but I played. Um, I played three. I played New Vegas, and then four. I played Oblivion, and I played Skyrim. And there's it's giant open world stuff, but. It's funny because I'm living in a post-Witcher 3 world now. Mm. I haven't encountered a lot of like what you would call big open world issues. That game is just fine. It runs fine. There has been a couple things that have like... But again, you're also playing a version of the game that was completely patched of all issues. Right. So I have no idea what it was like at launch. And it wasn't... It was fine at launch. It wasn't fucked. I don't know if it had it like, had problems. The issues but it wasn't that Bethesda's fucked. games games do because yeah. but it's an open world game. There's and they don't. There's there's gonna be bugs. There's gonna be through. shit right until that until you get it out to the wider populace. You're just not gonna know about. Right, and so or you are you gonna know, know about and hope nobody really notices. You know, so yeah, they showed the on foot combat and it looked better. Still looked very Bethesda y. It didn't look like this isn't you're not going to be playing in fucking Doom Eternal. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting that level of shooting, right. um, which I don't think it, you should expect. Right. Of course, that's not what people are. It'd be great, but that's not what people are playing these games for. Um, they showed, you know, like some of the talking with characters and the various factions and they showed whatever the skill trees are going to be. Um, they showed like there's going to be weapon crafting. They showed that you're going to be able to completely customize your ship. So you'll be able to customize, like, the design of the ship on the outside, the mm-hmm. parts that fit together. The parts will affect That looked the, pretty cool. Yeah, it did look cool. The parts... It's a very ambitious game, I think. The parts will affect the performance of the ship when it comes to, like, combat movement and, and combat that. and yeah. everything. Um, shields, cool. whatever. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and of course, everyone's immediate thought is like, "Oh, well, how how many people are just making dick and dick ships?" You know. But yeah, but you know what? If that's how I want to spend my time in the game, <laughs> yeah. that's how I'm going to spend my time in the I game. I mean, baby. Jeff Bezos wanted a ship that looked like a fucking dick and balls, and he, so he made he it. He made it, and he got it. <laughs> that's right. It turns out, and we all had to look it. at it. Yeah. So hey, I, live your truth. I um, I think ambitious is is a good word for it. And uh, there were a lot of promises. Yeah. Well, and we'll see. And but, you know, I, I'll say the difference. I'd say the big difference between, you know, the, the Starfield and say No Man's Sky is that, you know, at least Bethesda is a legit. Big well, player. there's also a lot more money behind right. Starfield than exactly. No Man's Sky. Right. right. And and let's be real, No Man's Sky, they promised the world. He was actually, Sean Murray was straight up lying. Yes. I mean, this is a key difference. Sean Murray was straight up lying about what was in the game. Yep. And the game, when it came out, was a fraud. Yep. But they've continued to support it. They still support it to this day. They've never charged for any updates. And the game is excellent now. It is excellent. Now we're talking years and years later. Right. Exactly. But they did pretty much deliver on what they originally promised. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. But I, it's still bullshit what they did. Um, yeah. But Well, and you can never trust a word that comes out of that dude's face ever again. So. No. I mean, it, you know, that's the thing. is Because it, 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 it ruins it for everyone. Like, why... I um with very very little exception I won't buy games release day 
because yeah, of we really shit don't like do that. it much anymore. Um, for a lack of one, just time. Time is a big constraint for yeah. sure. Um, but um, you know, I think the bigger, the more interesting comparison. It, it's not. It's not the same game, but the 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 but just because there's, there's certainly crossover in ideas. Yeah, well, the the other the other game that it makes me think of in using that term ambitious is Destiny. Um, they're not the same game. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're not, not the, the same, same time of. They're not the same no. type of game, but it, it's got it's got that kind of pro- like it's it feels like that same level of promise that the you know they were saying that Bungie was saying about destiny at you know when it was getting ready to come out mm. and i feel like i've always pretty much known what destiny is and what it was going to be yeah, i think I it was know. always pretty clear to me well, i never felt bamboozled by destiny well I'll say and that. okay i mean that's fair i think i i and i really did i didn't play destiny beyond like the initial like beta or I'm, I'm just laughing because bamboozle is the perfect way and i let my i'm an idiot and i let it happen they myself. bamboozled people on no man's sky that was a straight up oh bamboozling thousand percent but the other thing i'm thinking of it was a dead island do you remember that trailer that like cinematic trailer they put out this is a hajillion years ago sure i, I mean i, I know the game but i can't really picture a trailer they it was a purely cinematic trailer it was a good trailer but it had nothing to do with the game hmm and it really, I let myself be drawn in, ordered the game, got it day one. I think this is before I met you. This is a very long time ago. I was, and I booted it up and I'm like, you dumb bitch. This is dog shit. And you knew this was going to be dog shit and you let yourself be hoodwinked. I think I took it back to GameStop the next day hmm. and I sold it back. I'm like, I deserve any, any sort of like loss I take on this. That um, was a bamboozling, but I did it to myself. I, I I think, I you know, and and to be fair, I you know, I really wasn't paying that much attention to Destiny, but I feel like I felt like with Destiny, I I heard what they were saying in the press before release, and it just didn't seem to me like they could deliver what 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 I was picturing in my head, and I know that they did, and it's. But for you, you're saying you felt like, I mean, obviously I'm more plugged into this stuff right. than you guys are. Um, what was the guy's name who always used to overpromise? Peter. Oh, Peter Molyneux. There he is. He was a big overpromiser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kojima likes to get into a little bit of the bullshittery, but I don't think he overpromises really. But he always will act like he has some great concept, and then it's just like it's just a game, it's just a video game. <laughs> you know, you wanted to make a movie, you made a movie. Okay, um, I'm trying to think. So yeah, so Starfield, you know, there's a lot of definitely creation type stuff, right? Like they, like I said, you can completely customize the outside and the inside of the ship. I believe, though they didn't show that. I mean, you could definitely customize the design. Um. You know, they kind of said you can hire people for your ship. You can hire people for your bases. You can you can just go on a planet and you can build a base. You can, you know, put all the parts together, lay it out how you want to. You can hire people to run it while you're not there. And kind of a money. Kind of. Right. Generate resources or whatever. 
Um, While you're out exploring. Is there a plot line or is it yes, just... Yes, no, there's a plot. They said they said there's more there's more like lines of dialogue than any Bethesda game ever. Um, more handcrafted content than any Bethesda game ever. Because this is one of the things. So at the end, you know, they go in, they show the space combat. They... And then Todd Howard goes like, you know, you may be wondering just how big is this game? Well, let me show you. So he basically shows you can land anywhere on any planet and explore. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go to any planet and any solar system that's in the game. So that's where he said, like, you know, there's a thousand planets, over a thousand planets. Um, And, you know, obviously when you start saying something like there's a thousand planets, what do people think? Well, procedural generation, right? AI-driven game design. But the reality is, is a lot of games are using procedural generation. Right. And then someone goes in and they look it over and they kind of see that everything's okay. And maybe you make tweaks to make things make, make sense. So right. you don't have like a giant fucking, you know, mountain out of nowhere in the middle of flat land, right. you know. Right. Um, and so, yeah, is, is every planet going to be super interesting? Probably not. There's probably going to be fucking ice balls and rocks, you know. Right. But I don't have real, realistically, that's what. What is the fucking moon? Right. I mean, exactly. the moon's just a fucking rock. That's what There's Pluto nothing is, on the baby. Moon. Right. Yeah. So, is every planet going to be super interesting? No. To me, if I was going to look at one thing, and maybe they're hiding stuff, I will say maybe they're hiding stuff. No, but they could be. One thing to me that I was a little let down by is all the characters they showed you interacting with were all human. Mm-hmm. And they showed like animals on planets, like alien looking animals, but they didn't show any alien characters. So I am hoping that, you know, there will actually be some like alien races and stuff a la Mass Effect. One would hope so, yeah. If you're traveling to all these different solar systems that have a thousand planets, I mean, realistically, there would be other intelligent life, right? Unless that's the plot and it's like first contact kind of thing. Could you imagine if we really are the only intelligent life in the galaxy. That's a goddamn shame is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like the great creator fucked some shit up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be the plot. I would be really into actually like a first contact sort of... Yeah, and maybe thing. that's what they're hiding. Maybe yeah. you go out and do things and you, you come run into folks. an alien race or yeah. something. That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, the game, I would say, you know, the character models look a lot better than all the other Bethesda games, which, let's be frank, didn't really look great. <laughs> That's why there's heavy modding in these on the PC on these games sure. to kind of get them looking better. Right. Um, but in this game, I'd say the character models are better. They're not unbelievable. They're not Horizon, you know, but they look good. They do have the dead eyes, but they look good. The some of the environments looked very good, mm-hmm. so we'll see. You know, oh, we'll see. I'm I, I'm not sure it's going to be a game for me, just because I I'm like I like Elder Scrolls, but I don't really like Fallout, and this to me looked a little bit more Fallout than Elder Scrolls. But we'll see. Is it just uh, you're not big on like the environment? You like that more kind of fantasy element of it? 
I don't know what it is. I just didn't. Just yeah, I guess I didn't care about the story in these Fallout games. I didn't care about. I didn't find the characters interesting. Oh, I will also say I. But I mean, Skyrim. I did find the story a little bit more interesting. But I would just Fallout for me is I want to. I want to explore because I think they do. Um, and I think if you just want to explore. I think Starfield's going to be great. And, you know, you get to the main plot eventually. It's there. I'll get really over-leveled, and then I'll go do it. Yeah. But I like to explore. That's and, what and, Fallout was for and me. And look, I like to... Kind of the stuff I'm describing, I like to do a lot of that in No Man's Sky. I like to explore the environment. I like to build bases. You know, I like to make money and get better ships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, make my character better, whatever. So... I do like that style of game. There's just always been something about Fallout that it didn't grab it just me. Didn't, which makes sense. Um, and I'm hoping Starfield grabs me. I mean, you know, and then this is the the reality, like we've talked about before, of Microsoft coming along and buying up all these fucking studios. Is eventually, you should really have this constant stream of games coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really should, because otherwise, I don't know what the fuck you bought everybody for. Right. Um, and on that, I mean, they bought, you know, when they bought Bethesda, right? What else does Bethesda own? Arcane. Arcane's coming out with this Redfall game at the beginning of next year that looks very interesting. You know, it's another like four player co-op vampire shooter. I was going to say, I think I remember seeing a trailer for that. Yeah, I think, I think you saw a CGI trailer. Yeah. They actually showed gameplay this nice. time and that's coming out like whatever, early 2020. Well, and their shit's great. Arcane's yeah. good shit. Prey was a lot of, I think this Prey is the, Arcane. this is the Prey it's developer. The Prey team? This okay. is the Prey team. The Prey team. And I really liked, was it Dishonored? Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever played the second one. I really dug the first one. I believe the Dishonored team is the one that made, um, what was the other arcane game that came out recently? Fuck. You can't think of anything anymore. Oh. Uh, well, whatever. Bob's um, got his phone out. He'll check for it. Yeah. There was another one that came out and it was a PlayStation exclusive, but that'll be on Game Pass probably within a few months or something because that was a one-year exclusive. Um, uh, Deathloop? I've... Deathloop, yes. Oh, that, okay. The, I, I believe the Dishonored team is the ones that made Deathloop and that got very well reviewed. I remember that. Yeah, that was wanted um, when it came out so that'll be on xbox fairly soon i would guess uh you know redfall looked interesting it didn't look like blow away or anything but i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy it uh you know grounded is finally done that's the that's they said that's coming out in september that's the honey i shrunk your kids game basically Ooh. you didn't know about this game no so basically it's a they've it's been in game preview and so you could play like chunks of it but I played it once and I was like, okay, I think this is going to be fun, but I don't want to play any more of this because this is like a very, it's a totally incomplete game mm-hmm. right now, right? Um, there's not really much to do. At least there wasn't last time I played it. Uh, but what the game is, is like, yeah, it's another one you could play with up to four people. You're shrunk down in your backyard and there's obviously insects and spiders yeah. and everything. and. You're trying to like there's there is a story. That's one of the things they like. The trailer was pretty funny for it. They, you know, they're like now with a full story, you know. But there is a, some sort of story and why you were shrunk down and what's going on. Um, but you can like base build in this too to like build yourself a fort or something. You can improve your character. Um, you know, you can go out and do things, whatever. So. Very cool. 
you know, and the spiders in this game are fucking scary because when you're, you know, this fucking big and there's a goddamn spider coming after you, shit's scary. They actually have, like, in that game, they have, like, um, like some sort of arachnophobia mode where you can continually, like... No. Stupid. Stupid Amazon. Look what you've done to us, Bob. I know. It's all my fault. Stupid Amazon. Anyway. Those speakers sound actually pretty good. It's nice for the amb- ambiance music. They're not bad for D&D. surveillance devices. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway. Do you yeah, think it's... Amazon keeps scores on people's fucking by how, you know, by listening to the if Alexa they're feedback? Not, they should be. Hmm. Maybe that's who we need to ask. Yeah, they. The, Jeff Foyo Bezos probably <laughs> knows. Yeah, Jeff Bezos probably knows who's the best at fucking. Oh, man. Yeah. And he's really mad it's not him. <laughs> Thus the giant cock <laughs> <laughs> Thus the cocket, yes. Someone has to tell Jeff every It's not the size, Jeff. It's really the size. It's the size. Sorry, Jeff. No, but they, they had like a they had like an arachnophobe mode where it would like take like details off the spiders until eventually it was just like a floating blob. <laughs> and to me, I was like, I kind of find the floating black blob more <laughs> scary more, uh, than an actual spider. Right. <laughs> I mean, That's personally. Um, but yeah, it's a funny, it's a, it's a fun trailer. You would enjoy the trailer. Uh, and that's probably going to be a fun game. Um, so just a quick aside, while I was looking up Arcane for y'all, um, I saw a canceled project from them that you probably know this, but I didn't. Um, I guess at one point, um, they had a, uh, uh, a job for Valve to create a Half-Life spinoff called Return to Ravenholm. I feel like I knew about this. And they got like nine or ten levels done, and then Valve canceled it. Sounds about right. We'll say I was doing a little reading after, because we were talking about this on one of the the episodes, uh, that Half-Life, the Alex game, apparently does some connects in to the, the episodes. It isn't just a standalone prequel. There's some mm-hmm. timey-wimey bullshit in there. All you need is a nice old VR device. Well, that's the thing. I'm never going to play this game. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way of watching like a Let's Play or something. I'd do that. Sure. I'm sure you could. I'm not going to play it. We're never. I have no interest in, in those VR headsets. Yeah, like 10 years from now, they'll put on a non-VR version, I'm sure. But uh, I, I thought that was interesting. I looked that up after we had our chat because I was just like, I can't fucking believe they just left that. But... <laughs> Apparently, steps some steps were taken. Some steps were taken. So, take that as you will. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was. You know, they showed the new Forza Motorsport, which they're just calling Forza Motorsport. So, I'm guessing this is going to be like a platform rather than like, you know, two years from now, there will be another one. Like, maybe they'll just build on one game. Obviously, the graphics were bonkers, as you would expect. It's a racing game, you know. The time of day can change while you're racing. The weather can change while you're racing. Cool, it's a racing game. I mean, I like racing games, but do they have someone like that their uh, graphical showcases uh, uh, mentions the weather change? Like the wind is howling, fuck, it's storming again, that kind of thing. Does someone mention? Does anyone talk to you? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Geralt um, always lets you know what the weather is, <laughs> even though you're playing and you can see it. Well, that is one of the things about the Horizon games is. 
Aloy likes to talk to herself a lot. <laughs> At least Geralt theoretically is talking to Roach. Right? That's true. He's got the horse. He's chatting um, with his horse. Aloy just likes to talk to herself nonstop. She's psychotic. I'll take that headcanon, Alex. I like that. He's chatting with Roach. There you go. <laughs> what now was here- it that popped you last night? Oh, so yeah. I don't want to spoil... This isn't a spoiler, but... So I'm playing, and I get into this one area, and I'm fighting guys, and somebody goes... They said something, uh, uh, one of them goes, witness me, brother, and I'm like, that could be a reference, but it could just be a thing that somebody says. Well, who said, wait, who says witness me? That's from Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay. And then the other one, someone else starts screaming, oh, what a day, oh, what a lovely day. I had a pause, I was laughing so hard, because that's directly from the movie. Hmm. You should look up and see if the movie... Fucking dorks. You should look up and see, because that movie isn't that old. So it's, it's older like, than you think. It's older than you think. Yeah. When do, that's which like, expansion is that? Which one was that called? Is that that's Blood the first and Wine? One. No, that's uh, Hearts of Stone. Heart of Stone. Yeah, so you should look that up, Bob, and see which when does Heart of Stone come out. Okay, Fury Road came out in 2015. Yeah, okay. So that's probably right around the same time frame then. Witcher 3... But you got to look up the DLC specifically, right? Heart yes, of Stone. Yes, this is definitely DLC specific. Oh, wow. That came out in 2007? Shit. Um, Heart of Stone? No, no, no. Um, the the base game. Um, that DLC did not come out like no, no, no. 10 years later. So that DLC must have preceded that movie then. The DLC, Hearts of Stone, you're saying? Yeah. 2015. Really? It came out that long after the main game? Wild Hunt came. Yeah. The Wild Hunt is seven years old. Wait a minute. What the hell did I just see? Come back to us when you got the right information. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I, okay. He's killing this whole Wild, podcast. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. That might have been the very first game. God came damn it. Okay, hey, being listen. Fed bad information. You know, I... Yeah, I would, know, I'm being fed bad information. If you're playing on your phone wild, on a podcast, the least you could do wild is provide good Hunt, information. Wild Hunt came out... 2015. 2015. The Hearts of Stone expansion pack also came out in 2015. Um, Mad Max Fury Road was like a May release. Let me see. It didn't say... October 2015. So... And you said Fury Road came out in 2015? Fury Road came out in 2015... I remember that was in the spring. It was like May. Yeah. So that's... So there's time for now, that. Yeah. Let's get to the important question. Speaking of fucking, <laughs> there are many opportunities for Geralt to fuck in The Witcher 3. Oh, I... Who did you fuck? Well, I went with... Yennefer was my... Because I love Yen. Uh-huh. Uh, Triska, I, was, I found her kind of like, eh. She was a little... And I know it was probably stuff that was in the uh, other games. But no, every other opportunity, because I don't know if I've said this, Geralt is a whore, and Geralt fucks everyone in those books. So you fucked the witch, um, what was her name? Kira Martz or Yeah, Martz did you fuck whatever? her? Absolutely. Okay, so you didn't fuck Triss. I did not fuck Triss, no. I didn't want to fuck things up with Yennefer. Interesting. But, that, <laughs> but it doesn't fuck it up with her if you just go, like, fuck the side whores? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Was there any other opportunities to fuck? I can't remember. I don't. Because I remember you could, like, you fucked Triss on the unicorn, right? 
No, you're fucking Yennefer on the unicorn. The, sorry, the, the Yennefer. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm sitting Wait. here. Yes. <laughs> and the great thing about that, Robert, is that it's directly from the books. <laughs> she has a stuffed unicorn that they have had sex on it multiple times. <laughs> and Geralt's really not a fan, but Yennefer really likes to do it. I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to have to work for this shit. This is going to be like a special thing. Nope, nope. First nope. time we fucked on the stupid unicorn. That's right. We left a party to go have sex on the stuffed unicorn. I was like, 10 out of 10 this is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Though then later you're fucking and they do this like. <laughs> is there this... any gameplay or did you just no, fuck this whole game? Okay. Geralt's a whore. Um, they show like wolves hunting like a deer as a metaphor for coming. And it was like, I'm like, what is this? What are we doing? Why is this the greatest game of all time? This is so ridiculous. I fucking love it. Though I think my favorite quest, it wasn't even a quest, just like a thing you do. Like you sit down, you're in Kaer Morhen with the other witchers, and you just get shit-faced. And it proceeds as one of those evenings would. Like, oh, let's go do this. Somebody fell asleep outside. Go like, Kick him awake and okay, well, we're gonna go call somebody. We need some girls. Oh, yeah, let's go get girls. That's great. And you're in like this fucking keep in the middle of nowhere. It's fucking hysterical. It's just, it just, it was a great game. Continues to be a great game. Now, now that you've played like the whole base game. Yes. And obviously you have your first love, which is the TV show. When you look at these characters on like Geralt. TV show versus video game and all the other characters. Who? What is your preference here? <sighs> I don't think it's fair to compare Siri video game to TV show because Siri obviously in the TV, in the video game is like a grown woman. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. But you could kind of compare like Geralt, Triss, and Yennefer for sure. Definitely, definitely. I think I like Triss more in the show. You haven't gotten a lot of her yet, though. And I think Cavill does a... I think he's great as Geralt, but I really, really... Like, I was worried coming in, because I was like, I'm very obviously about the show, and I really sure. like the way those characters are. So I was worried when I came in that that would kind of color my opinion. But no, I thought the guy who... Uh, I don't know, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I thought he was great. Um... The voice actor. I thought Yen's voice actor was really good, too. I, I think I prefer the actress on the the show, Anya. I can't remember her last name. And um, I thought Siri was really good in the game. I Really, I think you just get to spend a lot more time with these folks in of the course. game than you do, obviously. And I think they do a better job of like that quest I was talking about. It's like you need those little moments of like... Here's just people hanging out with each other. Mm -hmm. They don't really do that on the show. Well, and also, of course, to be fair to the TV show, right now the TV show is at the beginning of these yes. stories. Yes. The Witcher 3 is at said the end of these stories. Way after. Right, right, right. No, and like and like hey, we said, like Siri is still a little girl in the TV shows. And supposed the, to be. In The Witcher yes. 3, I know. I know. 
And one in one season, she went from little girl to grown woman. Well, but, and I mean that's a, that was a COVID issue, I think, because they everybody got delayed by everything. And um, but yeah, like in in the in the games, you know, in The Witcher Three, she has full control of her powers. She can just fucking murder people. And, oh, know, and just no the problem. whole like dad Geralt of it all. Mm-hmm. Loved that. I was just they really kind of nailed like that. I. I they got that tone from the books very well. But they still have this whole thing going, like, where in The Witcher 3, where Yennefer is very, like, you never really quite know what she's up to, you know? That's directly from the books. Yeah. She's always a That's little those shady. sorceresses are very all, like, you, they're, you think you know, but you, you, they're operating on, like, a whole bunch of different what, levels. What is book? Geralt's alignment. At the beginning, he strives for true neutral because a witcher is just supposed to be neutral. You're just out there fighting monsters. But then he's a dummy and he gets himself involved. He gets it like that's just his thing. He's like, no, no, I don't get involved. And everyone's like, but you do literally with everything. You you moron. Um, so yeah. Because when he was... You, 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 do we want to do this? Because we could do this. I, I, I'm asking. This is better than us talking about running. I was going to say, it's getting late. I know you got to run in the morning if we don't want to talk about running. But basically, when he first started out, he was like, I'm not going to be doing I'm going to help everybody and whatever. But witchers in on the continent are considered like mutants and monsters and like less than a normal person. So the first time he tried to help somebody, I think it was... Um, a girl getting assaulted or something and he did manage to save her but she like screamed and ran away from him because they're considered monsters in their own right so he was like all right well what am i gonna stick my fucking neck out for these people if they don't fucking care but that kind of changes over the course of time which is also something that the show doesn't quite accurately capture but that's a whole nother conversation so Mm. that we don't have to have that i've had many times with a couple different people yeah, but it is funny, though, like, now that you've played the game, kind of seeing how Henry Cavill is definitely trying to play Geralt as he's played on the, in the game. Yes, yes. And he does an okay job. I mean, he doesn't do a bad job. No, I think he does. I, I appreciate his, his reverence for canon, but his, like, he clearly has an opinion on on the way that character is. Well, and also, the video game is not canon. No, it's not. The, the video game after. diverts, but he's gone. He's has played these games sure. multiple times. So to him, I think it kind of is canon. And that's what people are used to. It's like the reality is, way more people have played The Witcher Three than have read the books. Right, I would agree with that. So that's what people are used to. Um, and the game is great. It is genuinely one of the best video games I've ever played. Obviously, another big announcement from that Microsoft show is that they have entered a partnership with one absolute madman, Hideo Kojima. I did see that. To make some sort of game. <laughs> Let's go. So Let's get I, weird. I'm honestly shocked Sony didn't try to lock him down. Because to me, he's so associated with PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's... I don't know. Is the... is Because the, there's a, a certain level of like weirdness... That you have to deal with with him, no? Yeah. Is it worth it? 
I haven't played Death Stranding, but it's supposed to be very good. I haven't played it either. Well, this is the other very interesting thing. I'm curious how much Sony put into contracts because when they do, you, I don't know if you remember this, Bob. So the Horizon games, they're built on the Decima engine, which is Gorilla's technology, which uh, obviously Sony owns Gorilla games. When they entered into this agreement with Kojima to make Death Stranding, they gave him the Decima engine to make that game on. Now, is that only allowed? Because obviously one of the big problems with Kojima has been with the Metal Gear games is he would iterate on the engine for years and years and years, and the game would take forever. So by giving him an engine and saying, go... Now he just has to make the game, right. right? Rather than building all the technology. Mm-hmm. Now, did they say you can only use this engine for PlayStation games? Or did I they would... just say, here's the engine? One would hope that they're not idiots. <laughs> because it would be fucking wild yes. if Sony owned technology showed up in a game that's exclusive to Xbox. I do have to think that. Yeah. There's and no way. Who knows? That would be fun, though. It'd be hysterical. It'd be, it would be really funny. Hey, and, and hey remember, big MLB, mistakes like that have happened. MLB did force Sony to put the fucking show on on Xbox and then turned around and put the show on Game Pass, which could not have been gone over well at Sony. So crazy shit has happened before. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that'd be fun. It would be kind be of hilarious. So funny if they're like they saw they're like, okay, he's working with them now. Oh, his no. contract. oh shit! We weren't <laughs> when, specific. When enough. we gave him access to our technology, did we um, it lock was, it down it to just approved for th- projects? Oh fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Um, I'm trying to think of anything else of interest. Nothing. I mean, there's going to be, you know, the first expansion for Forza Horizon 5, which is a Hot Wheels expansion. That's going to oh, be Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, which they've done before. I think they did that on 4 as well. But that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was blow away. I mean, they, you know, obviously they've bought up a ton of shit for Game Pass. Like, they announced that the new Hollow Knight game is going to be on Game Pass day oh, nice. one. Uh, which, you know, I think excited a lot of people. I wasn't that into Hollow Knight, but I could see it's a good game. I just wasn't that into it. It wasn't your jam. Um, you know what I want to play? That I don't know if you'd be interested in this, jumping on to play this. A new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game just came out. Another, I like, did hear 2D that. 2D beat-em-up yeah. side-scroller, um, and it's supposed to be great. Legitimately, yes, I would be very into jumping on, because, like... well. There you go, because that's a that's a six player co op game, which is cool. You could play as the four Ninja Turtles. You could play as April and some other guy. I don't know. Casey who. Jones. Is that who? I don't know. I don't know. Does he have a hockey mask? Yes. It's Casey Jones. Okay, there you go. Steeped in the TMNT I, I'm, lore. <laughs> I'm honestly not that deep into it. I mean, I remember playing like some of the old arcade like the arcade Ninja game Ninja is awesome. Games. Yeah. Turtles in Time is a fucking blast. And that first movie is great. And this one's supposed to be really good. I don't follow... I'm not on Twitter nearly as much as I used to be, but from what little I did see, people were into it. Yeah. And I have culled my followings on there to, like, nothing gets through anymore. 
Unless it's specific to my hyperfixations. Sure. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't care. Just leave me alone. Mm. That might be Bob, it. what's on your mind? What do you got, Bob? So I, I saw today that um, that show that I've forgotten all about because, you know, it, it had like five really good seasons and then just stopped making shows. Um, oh, the Jon Snow uh, <laughs> sequel series? <laughs> yes. Yeah, HBO is developing a sequel to a sequel series to Game of Thrones. Oh, Jon yeah, Snow yeah, in yeah. the North. And if it's not him being terribly domestic with Tormund Giantsbane, my ass is not interested. <laughs> oh, so it actually is like that That actor's going to be in it and Kid everything? Harrington. That's my understanding. Yeah. What else is he fucking doing? Probably they were like, nothing. yeah, that's great. If, uh, that Are you Gwendolyn Christie? No? Th- okay. That, that would be one of those where it's like, if I hear it's good after like three seasons, I'll check it out. Well, this is what I have said even about that that prequel show. If people that I, I respect their opinion... Maybe at some point I will check it out. I am not watching that from Jump. Absolutely not. And I know it's not... Was it Benny Off and Weiss? They aren't in oh, charge or whatever. They, I'm sure they don't have any affiliation with But it's anymore. just... There's still such a bad taste from what they did. Those two, ever since they jacked up the last two or three seasons of Game of Thrones, I haven't heard a word. Like, it seems like everyone... like you know let them go you know oh they uh i've had other projects to do i haven't heard a word from them i'd actually like to look that up and see what well, they're there supposedly was that doing. they like wanted was it the confederate they wanted show? to do like the confederate thing where which they was con- like no why would you even know <laughs> we already kind of have that back we don't need to right. do a tv and show you about idiots it. doing it no absolutely not <laughs> Um, they were going to do that thing with Star Wars, and they got clearly yeah, shit can. Clearly, they got fired. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Well, because here's the thing: I can't trust you to bring it home. I can't trust you to yeah. finish stuff. Yeah. Well, even though they do trilogies now, where they just don't have a plan for it anyway, so who fucking cares? But mm-hmm. here, I, think- I got something to talk about. This is going to be good. Ooh. So I saw something the other day. It was in, in this. This is a topic I hate for many reasons, mostly just because it's so ridiculously politicized and no one can have an honest conversation about it. Ooh. But I saw something the other day and it was like a survey. And, you know, these surveys, who knows how many people they're covering or where you're taking the survey, whatever. I saw a survey but, this week, too. I'm curious if. Mine was like, mine was something about like, do you think transgender women should be able to play against real women in sports, cisgender women in sports? And it was like three out of 10 said yes. I think it was like six six out of 10 said no. And one out of 10 said not sure. And I look at this from a number of angles. One, first of all. The number one thing I hate about this shit is no one actually cares. Okay, like really deep down. the This is the two groups of people that actually care about this. The women playing and maybe their families. And, I don't, here, here's and the maybe thing, not even their families. Because I did kind of want to talk about this. I think that what we've seen over the course of six months, a year, is that was the, that was the foothold, right? We're going to get that. It's about... 
we want women's sports to be fair. We sure. want it to be fair for women's sports. And now we've escalated to such degree where we have people on television being like, well, they should just be eradicated. They, should, they shouldn't be allowed to live. If you're just this, you should, be, you should die. Sure. So that's all this, this shit is. This right. is just we're wedging in so that then we can be like, well, we're just going to get rid of, we, we, of you that wanna group other of them. You want to other them. Yeah. Blame them for everything. And then we can just, mm-hmm. we can get rid of them. So that's that's all the, the sports thing is. They made it a big issue. Well, because sports is an easy thing to get people riled up about because, you know, you sure. have a lot of idiots. But when you have, sports. you know, one person in your entire state who is a trans, you know, person. And actually and is, having success in something. And is in sport. And we're going to make all these laws that are like, well, specifically fuck you. Yeah. That's it's it's just it's yeah. Well, and you can fuck. This is the thing. Basically, you're fucking everybody no matter what. Because in places like I think it was Texas where there was a woman who transitioned to be a transgender man, and then because the ways the law was written, you must compete in the sport of your birth. And so then this transgender man who's on testosterone and everything has to now compete in wrestling against cisgendered women. Well, because this so is this obviously is what, the what is. do you think happened in that scenario? This is oh, dominated. But this is what the problem is. There is no understanding of what you're legislating. It's the same thing with these abortion laws. Like, oh, well, ectopic pregnancy. That's a pregnancy. You can't terminate that. OK, well, you've basically just killed the woman then. And I know we don't care about that. Sure. But you've murdered. I think that's a given. She's going to die. Now. I think as a baseline, you we can come just in, say people don't care right, about no, women. Do not give a shit. You could come in with an ectopic pregnancy. Well, I can't terminate a pregnancy. So. Yeah. Sorry, I guess your tube is going to burst and then you're just fucked. So it's coming from these people have no idea. I don't know what what's involved with transitioning. I've read a little bit. I don't know. Well, and see, that's my position, okay? When you talk about transgender women in sports, because no one's talking about transgender men in sports because the assumption is if you're a woman, you transition to be a man, even with all the well, testosterone as, in the well, world Well, you're still going to be feminine, so you're just going to suck the, at anything. Exactly. That, yeah. that is the thought process. Which is coming that, from a very not educated But that's the thought process as well. A transgender man is not going to be able to compete with genetic men, so we don't care. But it's it's like if if suddenly some transgender man was fucking dominating some sport, then you'd be hearing about it. Of course they would. Um, But that hasn't happened yet that we're aware of, or has gotten press. Um, But this is the other thing. I people have such a problem just in general of saying i don't know and my position oh because you have to have an opinion on everything (laughs) sure that's what social media and facebook has done to us you have to have an opinion on everything my position is on transgender women competing against genetic women in sports is i don't know what's fair i don't because in my mind i say well would i think someone who goes on estrogen or whatever they do when you transition for a three-year period or a five-year period or whatever do they lose any potential advantages they had as a man i don't know 
does your bone structure stay like create an advantage that you have? Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough question from a biology standpoint. It's a tough question from an ethical standpoint. It's a tough question from a legal standpoint. And I think what's so disheartening to me is it just doesn't seem like it's being approached in good faith to find an answer. Absolutely not. It's just being used to be like, these people are weird. They're different than you. So we're going to, that's where the focus is going to be. Yeah. I mean, so and, we're going to make these laws and we're going to make their lives hell. What is it in fucking Texas? It's like, oh, yeah. You get taken away from your oh, family. The Texas thing is sick. It's, it's so fucked up. And then Ohio just recently passed a bill well, where it's be like, all over the place. If, if, say, like at some point, say we were to take Izzy to like a softball tournament in Ohio and she did really well, say. And one of the parents on the other team was like, she's playing too well. I think she might be trans. That might, that might be a guy. They could then take her and be like, well, we have to do uh, we have to do an examination. At which point, Erica pulls out her gun and starts shooting. Oh, no. A gun? Baseball bat, my friend. <laughs> you think you're going to come and examine my kid? I don't think so. But this is, the, this is the world that we live in now. Yeah. And so many people think like, well, that wouldn't happen to us. That wouldn't happen to me. Why would that happen to me? Nothing oh, bad parents, can ever happen. It would absolutely happen. Parents are fucking lunatics about children's sports like mm-hmm. when you see these people out at like their kids little league game oh they're insane they're fucking crazy like it's all the same abuse mlb umpires get except they're like being paid oh, nothing i remember i used whereas to play the, softball whereas the mlb the mlb umpire that dude's making bank to get fucking verbally abused well, oh no joe west can get verbally abused i don't give a shit he's doing fine <laughs> Uh, no, but it's not in good faith, like you said. Yeah. It is just, it's, we're othering these people, and oh, well, now yeah. you can't, we're going to make it illegal for adults to transition. They're doing that in Florida. It's I not th- being covered by Medicaid anymore. It, it's, it, it's such a, it, it's, it's frustrating, because I, I, I think it's, it's a worthwhile and interesting conversation to have about what should the rules be. And to find in the most equitable solution, well, and whatever that might be, there it's no, not everyone's going to be happy about what that ultimate decision would would be. But the people who should be making those decisions should be people who are educated in well, the matter. Yes. But he, and this is what I was going to say: is in theory. Now I know I'm talking about like the NCAA. So we are talking about an inherently highly corrupt organization. Mm -hmm. But in theory, you know, there are rules around this and they have rules that they must think are fair. So, you know, the the most recent example, right, is that I think it's Leah Thomas, the swimmer who transitioned to female and started dominating the women's swimming. Mm -hmm. And in theory, she's competing within the rules. So if she's competing within the rules, then I guess that's fair. And whenever, if she goes on to compete in the Olympics, I know they have rules. So if she dominates in the Olympics, then I guess that's fair, you know? And if they want to come along and say, well, those rules aren't fair, we're going to change them. That's another conversation. But I don't know what's fair because I'm a fucking idiot 
and I don't know anything about There's it. There's nothing wrong with, and I've, I've tried to like be doing this more with myself, to saying, I don't know enough about that to comment on it. So I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. And I have my theories on what I think might be fair or unfair or, you know, what might be right or not, but I don't know. You know, all I had I wanted to say was just that it's not being, like you said, it's not being used in good faith. Yeah. It is being used as a wedge, and then they're just going to start coming for these people who have it hard enough. Right. Leave these fucking people alone. Just, they're, they're such a fucked up thing already to begin with. Like, such a hard thing to go through. Well, just because not only alone. is it a hard thing to go through just physically and mentally, but then not having a support system. So many of these people don't have a support system at all. It's just, oh, that's okay. Well, no, sorry. Well, and then, you know, if you're trans, right, you might be one of those lucky people who completely passes and nobody knows. Like, nobody might ever know that you're trans, but I'm sure a lot of people don't get to have that experience. And so that's a lot of pressure. It's also a process to get there, too. Right. And it's expensive. You don't, you don't, right. If you're a, either way, if you're a man transitioning to a woman, you don't like wake up one day and you look like Brad Pitt and then two days later you're Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> you know, like it's a that's not how it works. It's it takes process. like years. It takes a long time and it's, it's expensive and it's not easy to go through. And it's just, it's infuriating because it's just, it's, it's annoying to see it happen so quickly. And then to just have the, the people who you would think would and it's not that there aren't advocates and people aren't fighting to stop it but it just feels like there's so much like bad happening all at once that well, none of it is getting taken care yeah, it's of it's all bad and it's the just this unrelenting just like like sli- like I know Biden like signed some like executive order but it's like okay that's great but as soon as you're out of the office they're just going to do the other. That's, yeah, that's gone. Out. It's done. Well, and here's the other thing. Okay, one, we know the reason the conversation is happening. And the reality is, if, say, Leah Thomas was like whatever she was, the 400th ranked man in college or whatever, and now let's say she transitions and she's the 200th ranked woman, woman no one would be talking about it. It wouldn't be a news story. She'd just be another swimmer, right? right? But because she started doing very well, now it's a story. And here's my other thing that I think about is the reality of all sports is that, yes, some people are just highly skilled or some people are extremely intelligent in whatever their sport requires. But some people... We watched that documentary the other day. I was, I've actually watched like 10 minutes of that. I was going to watch that, Bob. I am going to watch it eventually. I'm taking my time. Anyway, um, some people, though, are just genetic freaks. You're okay? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, exactly. Michael Phelps, did he have to work his ass off? Did he have to train like crazy? Absolutely, yes. But the reality is... He was born with a body that was just genetically superior for swimming than everybody else. And it okay? was it was celebrated. It's just like right. It's just like Shaq. Shaq was born with a body. He was that born was to play basketball. Genetically superior right. for dunking a goddamn basketball. Right. And, and celebrated. Did he for have it. to work out like of crazy course. and refine his skill sure. sets and everything? Yes, absolutely. 
but some people just have a genetic advantage. And could it just be that in a given situation, even if someone is transitioning, maybe they just have a genetically superior body? Could you be. know, it's like, you don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, like Michael Phelps not swim because, you know, okay, well, your feet and your hands are a little bit bigger than everybody else's. That's not fair. So Well, and remember they did that to that. There was like some Nigerian or Kenyan female runner, runner. like 10 or 15 like, years ago or something where I think she was a woman. She was actually a genetic woman, but her testosterone, her testosterone levels were just was not that long ago. through the goddamn roof. Oh, yeah, was, they were like, it was like 10 years ago or something. It's definitely not 10 years ago. But they were like, yeah, no, your, your, your testosterone is too high. Sorry. And, but compete. to me, isn't that just like your body is just producing an abnormal amount of testosterone, but you're born that way. Isn't that just your advantage? Like, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't like, matter. That's just your body. Doesn't you, matter. And I know they come down on women harder for this, way harder for this shit than they do it than men. But and I'll give you the other my other spiel about this. By the way, it was so funny because the same day I saw that survey, I happened to be watching like two seconds of the Chicago Cubs game, and the Chicago Sky were there because they had won the title. Do you know who the Chicago Sky are? That's do you the, know what uh... title they won? It's the WNBA. Yeah, okay. I know who the Sky are. Yes, I did not. <laughs> I knew there was a WNBA team. Yes, the Chicago Sky. I had Sky. no idea yes. what their name was. I couldn't tell you the name of any players. Oh, on the I team. don't know any of the players. I just know that I is didn't the name even of the... know the team was good. I didn't even know they were in the championship series. You know, but they won. Cool, good for them. At least no someone. One, Alex... At least someone in Chicago. Wait, do you has... even know what championship they won? The WNBA title. I don't know. Uh, well, they they played tonight, so it wasn't the WNBA title. What? <laughs> See, you don't even know what they won. What do you mean? What did they win? I don't know. Maybe because are they in the finals? They won last year. They won the 2021 WNBA. But here's final. the other thing, Alex. Nobody gives a shit about women's sports. Exactly. So this is the point I'm getting to. Until ooh, there, there we, there's this perceived rooster in the hen house. Exactly. This is what I'm getting to. No one cares. I live in this area. I am pretty tight. I'm not like a sports fanatic, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty well read on things that are generally happening in the sports world. I had no clue this team was good. I had no clue they won anything. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe they haven't even won anything. I must have like been in an alternate universe or something. I don't know. Maybe they're in the finals. But yeah, whatever. But who the fuck knows? But here's the reality. Okay, one... Nobody cares, like you said. And I saw when they won whatever they won and they were celebrating on the court, there was like there's maybe nobody a, there. There was like maybe 10 people. Yeah, there's there. nobody there. Because no, <laughs> like, no, no one cares. Nobody gives a shit. The truth is, really, when it comes to even men's sports, it's really just a subset of people that care about a given sport, right? Yeah. Like, no sport is really universally beloved by everyone. And so when you take like whatever sport, however many people watch the NBA, let's just say yeah. it's 15 million people that consistently watch NBA games and they're really only fans of given teams, right? You take that and you boil it down to like 1% of that for any given women's sport. Well, that's really what it is. And, and, and I mean, to, to, to take it a, a, except for like maybe like tennis, right? Like tennis, women's tennis is popular. Well, that's yeah, but 
again, also tennis is also like how many people really watch tennis? Well, and, and that's the thing. Like you care about you care about the things that you're involved in, you know. And for, there there are a handful of sports that kind of transcend, sure, um, into into the more popular consciousness in the United States. It's you know football uh, in general. A very large percentage of the United States watches football, even though a very large percentage of the United States, you know, doesn't play football um, or didn't play football. But, you know, there there are some things that do transcend. But for the most part, you really only care about the sports that you participated in, that you had a, a, you know, a personal attachment to. Like, I mean, you guys humor me and will listen to me talk about running sometime, but you don't care. How dare you? But honestly, like you you guys really, it's like Bob's out running. He had a race. That's cool. Good for you. You know, and it's not. I ask questions. You do. You do. That's that's so nice that he thinks I say good for him. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's like. Maybe people think I'm nicer than I am. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But like, so like I'm I'm interested in that that world. And but I don't really care about basketball at all or right. you know um there there are things like you're a baseball and like a hockey guy but not to the extent that you even like seek out and watch the games right. as much as you used to no like like i enjoy competition and if it's on and i'm not doing something else sure but you know and it, so but people like people will assume i'm a dude well, i'm dude, an american dude sports, i'm right. definitely in the sports and it's like well, I am, but not not the way what you're assuming. It's not <laughs> like, my whole personality. I think that's actually shifting, though. I think I don't think people as much assume people are into sports anymore. I think people assume almost all men are into video games, though. Mm. Like if you're if you're like thirty or younger, people assume you play video games. That's a thing. It's a fair statement. I don't know that I've had that experience, but I don't disbelieve you. But you don't talk about video games with anyone because you don't play video games. Well, I mean, it's you only talk about running with people. It's true. There's nothing. There's no way you've had but a conversation no, the, the, about the anything but running in the last forty-five years. <laughs> we've seen it happen in right before our eyes. It's just another wedge issue. Sure. That yep. the right is using to ride up their base. Exactly. And it's just, and it's, the unfortunate thing is, it's working. You've seen pride events have been disrupted. There was a guy in Wisconsin, I think it was, I saw the other day, was, uh, uh, like, either came to the school threatening that if a transgender kid talks to my kid, I'm going to come in here and, like, you know, do something violent. It's it's working. And yeah. it's it's they really are trying to just shove this community back in the closet because they're like, well, I don't want to deal with it. It's all just yeah, it's it's othering people. It's all trying to find shit that really no one cares about and talk about it so much. And you just say it over and over and over again until you get your base of lunatics to care. Well, not just care. And it works. But actively are like trying, and this, is, and this is what we always say about the Republicans. They're so good at propaganda. It's oh, they like, are. They're very they're, good. They got to give it to them. It's so seen, frustrating. How like good they there are. was a Pride event in I want to say it was Idaho, not this week but last week, 
And they got, I forget the name of the, the fucking racist-ass white organization, but these guys showed up with a U-Haul, and they were coming to fuck shit up. And thank God the cops were actually, you know, like, civic protectors and not, like, the useless douchebags down in Texas, where they actually did something, and they weren't on the fucking take with these guys. So they actually did something about it and stopped something really violent from happening. Well, and again, I'm thinking about it again. You know, when you talk about WNBA players, what are we talking about? Genetic outliers, mm-hmm. right? Most women are not fucking 6'5". Erica is not built to play basketball. <laughs> yes. I mean, are there some WNBA players who are shorter sure. and they play guard or something? You need your I'm small sure forwards. I'm sure they are. Sure. But... It's like, here, look this up, Bob. This is what I'm curious about. Look up how ter- how tall is Steph Curry. Because my guess is he's probably like 6'1", which is above average height but for he a looks man. Small. But he looks like a midget when he's out there because you're playing basketball six with two. a bunch. He's 6'2". You're playing basketball with a, f- a bunch of fucking freaks. Right. So if like I went out on a basketball court, I'd look like I was like a child. You look like a baby. <laughs> Because I'm standing next to freaking Shaq in Giannis and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're standing next to Tim Duncan. Of course you look like you're a small child. But actually, you're above average. You know? So, uh, it's just... The whole it's just, conversation it's another issue is stupid. Because it they're... is... If you take the politics out of it, it is a nuanced discussion. Of course it is. There is a discussion to be sure. had. But you can't and, have an honest discussion about it. Well, and, you can't because cause the assumption is, unfortunately, and obviously not with us because we're not hateful douchebags, but you're coming at it from... Uh, that a, someone's trying to gain an unfair advantage. Right. And I, this person is just trying to live their fucking life, man. Like... Well, and, and look, here's another... I saw this the other day. There's this woman she's on like the canadian powerlifting team she's loved her already i know nothing about her and I'm she into this has person. she has diabetes i don't know what type she is shredded but she's muscular as shit she's like 170 pounds she can deadlift like i think it was like 580 Jesus. you know how fucking most most men couldn't even dream of deadlifting 580. And she's not even... If you saw her on the street, you'd be like, okay, she looks a little muscular. But you, but you, wouldn't, wouldn't, you wouldn't think she's fucking lifting 570. You know, some people... Now, did she have to work out like crazy and everything? Of course. Some people are just outliers. And I wonder, this is what I wonder, if you take a woman like that, who's a complete outlier, just a genetic freak, and you put her on testosterone for five years, what happens? Are we talking about a dominant male power lifter or are we not? I'm curious. I don't know because we don't really know of anyone who's tried to do that, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe there is. We just don't know. Yeah. I don't. I literally I, and do I'm not happy know. to say I don't know. Because I don't know. <laughs> no. And there, I know there are studies out there. I haven't looked at them. Maybe to my detriment. But I don't know enough about stuff. To, that well, particular thing and, to make a, and, an educated here, opinion. And here's the thing. You, as general public person who is not involved in these decisions. I shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. You. I shouldn't feel the need to either. No. Like you should, you, you you hope that there are the people who are in position to make these decisions, 
and figured this shit out are going to go into it in good faith. I mean, I don't have, but I, I don't, don't have believe that believe that anymore. No, because we've seen it. You've seen it happen. And that's the thing. When you do a survey like the one I'm talking about, I wish more people would just be willing to say, I don't know or I don't care. Because you don't know. Instead of giving your opinion. Right. And, you know, I was joking when I saw that survey. In my mind, I was like, right under that should be another thing that says, do you give two flying fucks about women's sports? And if you, when you, know when you answer, if you lie, your head will explode. <laughs> And I Don't ask how we do it. And but. I guarantee you, ninety-eight percent would answer no. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta tell me. If that. you had to answer you honestly, know, the, I think you may have stumbled onto a dirty secret here, Alex, which is that political surveys are not designed to actually, you know, get the real opinion but to find the issues they can wedge. What survey did you see, Erica? Oh, it was, uh, uh, would, uh, if, um, you, uh, uh, would you date someone of the opposite political party? And, like, how overwhelmingly, the Democrats were like, absolutely not. How hot are they? <laughs> no. How wonderful are they outside of their crazy-ass political beliefs? Absolutely not. You're, if you don't think that like, we don't have to get into this, we all know, know. I'm, where I'm at, but, and I, I'm bad about like, I, I don't want to be associated with somebody who thinks that gay people should rot in hell and don't well, deserve yeah, to, th- that's and thing. don't deserve to live their lives and think that like trans people are like abominations. Like, I don't want to know you. Well, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't inherently have a problem with conservatism. What I do have a problem with is like the othering people and the hatred of people who are gay or trans or, or even oh, want to have poor. abortions you're or poor. whatever. Well, you didn't work hard enough in your life. If you worked yeah. hard enough, you wouldn't be poor. Fuck off. All right. You have no idea. You have no clue what someone has gone through. You don't know what their circumstances are. Well, did I send you, you know, Bernie Sanders was speaking at something. Fox News or something. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Did me? I send yeah. that to you? Yeah. They and showed like, a, they had a, a random Lindsey Graham in there, and I was like, no. Yeah, I don't know dodge. what he was speaking fuck at. Fuck that guy. Where they were all there. But, I was um, surprised that they uh, let him talk. Just let him talk like that. Yeah. But I was like, this is funny to me because when people paint the far left, this is what they paint, right? Your Bernie Sanders, your AOCs, whatever. Um,. And to me, it's like, so these are the people you're saying are crazy because all this guy, what did he really say? Like, what did he ask for? He asked for a $15 minimum wage, which at this point really ain't shit to begin with. It needs to be like 20, right? (laughs) But he asked for a $15 minimum wage. He asked for vision and dental and hearing to fall under general like Medicaid. Right. Um. And he asked for Medicaid for all. Uh, and he basically asked for us to actually tax the rich. It's all just stuff that... Like, that's you, like... Because there's... Disagree, what, how evil do you have to be to disagree with any of that? There's never any sitting down. It's just, well... And I'm guilty of this, too. It's I'm going to vilify the other side. And we're just not going to have a conversation. I've said this on this podcast before, too. I, I say it all the time. There's people in power who want us all fighting. 
if you're fighting amongst yourselves in all these little divisions, sure, you're not looking up at uh, uh, yeah, the guys in the sky, Mister Moneybags over fucking... here, who is sitting on all of the wealth and not paying his employees a living wage and crushing unions every chance that he can. He wants us fighting. They want us fighting. Well, and that's my thing is when. I would just love to know your typical Fox News viewer who's obviously, you know, been indoctrinated by stupidity. When they're sitting there watching that, I would just love to know what they honestly think. Because the guy couldn't have been, like, more cohesive, Mm -hmm. clear, succinct, right to the point, said everything that made complete sense. I would make an argument, though. That if you won't talk to people who are religious because they don't like gay people or because they support gun rights, you can never have that conversation. Well, I just said that I'm guilty of that. Oh, that's my point. I, I mean, I don't take issue with somebody who is, if you're religious, I'm not automatically going to be like, oh, you're religious, go fuck yourself. No. It's because there are religious people who, who don't think that. And there are gun people who think that there should be background checks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people who like to own guns who also think we should keep them out of the hands of crazy people mm-hmm. <laughs> and do things but to that the, end. The, Your my, point is my there point needs is, to be a conversation. There needs to be, And whether you like it or not, there are a lot of people who really don't like gay people. You can't not talk to them. You can't not associate with them. Just because they don't like gay people. I mean, I cannot associate with them. I mean, but then they, but then, but then they become isolated, and they become Fox News people, and they, you know, like I'm not making Fox News people. Don't go implying that I'm making Fox News people. I don't appreciate. I'm not. I'm not saying you're making Fox News. What I'm saying is, you. I, I this, understand what you're saying. It, but we do it in the Democratic Party, too, where we have this litmus test. And they've got to check all of these boxes. And it's like, if you don't check every single box, you can't you can't run in a primary for the Democratic Party. I will argue that there are a few boxes that if you are going to run for a, a Democratic seat in something, you should definitely check. Sure, but what are those boxes? I mean, to me, I think you should be pro-abortion. You should be for women's health care, because mm-hmm. I consider that to be that. Okay. Um, You've just wiped out half of the candidates that could run for Democrat I'm party. fine with that. I don't want a Democrat running for office that doesn't believe that I should have control over my own body. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just saying. They, they, I understand that's that. One point. But, well, but what's the next checkbox? I would have to think about it. That's the only one that I'm very adamant about. It's very important I, and, 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 I, and I'm not saying that shouldn't be, but I'm saying you've added your checkbox. The next Democrat is going to add their checkbox. The next Democrat is going to add their checkbox. You're, you're whittling it down to such a small number of people that can possibly run for the Democrat, Democratic seats. And it comes back to an issue that I I believe very firmly in is that the Democratic Party doesn't have leadership. It doesn't have a, a vision or something that it's gonna the, the like. I it, would agree with you a thousand percent on that. There isn't like what does the Democratic Party stand for? Because I think you're like where where that the way I 
started that conversation kind of gets your blood boiling because you think I'm I'm attacking you, but I'm not. I'm attacking the Democratic Party for not being leadership. I don't think you're attacking me. That's just something that I'm very passionate about. I. But that's why it's not it's not any individual. Like I understand, like whether it's whether it's abortion or whether it's gay rights or whether any of the many things that it could be. I understand why people are passionate about them and they believe in it. That's why you need a party that has leadership that can bring everyone together and better messaging. Yes, because I think there is a way to frame all of this. That they're very bad at. Yes. And the Republicans are very good at. Yep. And have been very good well, the, at the, for the last 50 yeah, years. Yeah, the, the main Republican messaging point is basically we're going to stick it to people. Like, we're just going to fuck people over that you don't like. I mean, that like, certainly gonna, seems like We're never going to do anything for you. We're never going to do anything to make your life better. We're just going to try to make other people's lives worse that you don't like. Well, the, the Republicans have done a really good job of convincing people that what's good for big business is good for... Yeah. Good for the, good for the working person. Um, and the, the annoying thing about that is there is breadcrumbs of truth of that in there. Um... It's it's a very very loose argument, but there are there are little crumbs of truth, um, and pe- and they're good at sticking uh, uh, pointing those parts out and sticking to it. The other thing that the Republicans have working in their favor is often to accomplish their goals, they don't have to do anything. Like that's when Rauner was governor of Illinois, um, he got a lot of what he wanted by just. Not signing bills. That's, you know, and, and that ended up blowing up in his face and he lost the election. Well, because you do actually have to do something. Right. But as the general party, the Republicans could get... Well, and I think that was more... And, you know, I just think people were like, Quinn kind of sucks. So, yeah. So, fuck this guy. We got to get him out. Yeah, okay, this guy can oh, be yeah. in for four years and we all know we're going to elect another Democrat in. Right. And I do think Pritzker has done a good job, but... What, um, you know, six years ago or whatever it was, if the Democrats didn't go so far out of their way to screw over Bernie and not only put Hillary in as the person on the ticket, but then alienate a ton of voters who know Bernie got fucked over. If Bernie just was the person running for president against Trump, does he win or does Trump still win? It's so it's hard to tell because I, there's so many other factors. Because See, I like, think, to to me, the presidential election is generally just a popularity contest. Yes, and Bernie is a lot more likable than Hillary is. I do think it's possible, but Bernie's also Jewish. I was just gonna say that. Do you remember when we were walking around in the mall that one time, and it was during like the primaries? Mm-hmm. And we heard a family, and one guy was, I don't know who he was talking about, we are just walking by, and he's going, oh, you agree with all of his policies and this and that, why wouldn't you vote for him? What did he say? He's Jewish. I'm not going to vote for a Jew. Yep, people are crazy. <laughs> okay, so, all right, what, what? <laughs> Tell me you, you live in a Christian nation. With <laughs> it, it, but Christians are persecuted, Bob. Oh, they are. They live They're, in fear. It, it's... That that was that was always going to be the trouble with Bernie above everything else, and 
you know, it, just all the free advertising think, Trump got because it was very much yeah. like, "Ooh, let's laugh at the idiot," but then people latched on, and it's like, it's there's so many different factors. Yeah, you know, and I know people like, "Well, Bernie would have run. He would have." You don't know. We can hope, but we don't know. And the reality is, is it would have been four years of everything being blocked, and Bernie wouldn't have got anything done anyway. No, no, not no. what he wanted to get done. No, no. Because the Democrats would have been, oh, fuck that guy. Because they're yeah. idiots. Yeah. Well, and, and it, you know, somebody made the point earlier, or I can't remember what we were talking about, you know, senators as presidents, give me someone who is governing, executive governing. You want, ideally, you've got a governor moving into that slot. Not, somebody not, who has that similar experience. Like, as much as... You know, I generally don't like a, a Republican. Romney was the ideal candidate on the Republican side. He, yeah, he's a senator now, but he was a governor. He has that experience. He could, he he's qualified for that job. Um, I don't know who that is on the Democratic side. I really don't. Well, in reality, I have heard honestly that. You know, people have kind of put Pritzker's name forward for an eventual presidential run. And in reality, it would have to be someone like that who's generally well liked and also filthy, stinking rich. Gavin Newsom? No, I think he's dead. I think so. Too. I think he, I think COVID killed him. I don't think he can ever win on a national level. Well, and I thought you know, is I. Again, I'm biased, but I thought Pritzker did a good job through everything. Yeah, well, the difference is Pritzker didn't get caught saying do this and then oh, he no, did and the then, opposite. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's what's happening in uh, Britain right now with fucking Boris. Mm-hmm. Like, nice job, buddy. Partygate, I think they're calling it. I don't pay yeah. too much attention to what's going on over here because it's fucked over here. But I, I just... I, I, you know, it's like you sit here, you talk about, I don't, I don't hate conservatives. I hate the Republican Party, particularly the the people who are in charge. You've got a handful of people over there that, you know, maybe are, who are genuine conservatives and they believe what they believe. But, you know, at the end of the day, they all fall in line um, with the rare exception of, you know, a eternal John McCain who sh- gives a fuck you vote to Trump. Just wants to screw Trump over. Yeah. That's like, all that was. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was not yeah. like, and I, I'm a good person. Hey, that was just like, I'll take no, it. He is you. not a good person. Just pure spite. I'll fucking take it, right? Yeah. The spite vote? Spite vote. I'm here for it. So, I don't know. I, I, oh, that's a fun dollop. The yeah, McCain dollop. dollop. So they've got, there's this historical podcast we listen to. And it's it's uh, uh, the one guy does the he tells the story and the other guy uh, they're both comedians he kind of comments because it's usually something that he doesn't know what he's gonna tell him that day. So shortly after McCain died, they did a McCain episode, and the one guy came in going, "Oh well, he's a real good dude, really buying into the myth of John McCain." And the other guy, he's like, "Buckle the fuck up." <laughs> oh, it's it's it was delightful because he, cr- he it's how fast can we crush Garrett's spirit? <laughs> Within an episode, mm-hmm. and that one was fast. Yeah, though my favorite of all time is the Ronald Reagan one. Oh. I almost uh, drove us off the road. I was laughing so hard at that one. Ronnie, <coughs> fucking a. Could trace all the problems back. 
and Mr. Reagan. Now, but here's the more important question. Um, this conservative woman who I would potentially date, like how hot is she? <laughs> okay, we established earlier though, like is it just how hot she is or like what's how the fuck hot score? is she and how much fun do we have hanging out? Hanging out. No, I mean like quotes. actually non non sexual activities. You pervert. What are those? Does she does she love playing video games? Is she good? Is she hot? What if she was better at video games than you? Great. I'd love mm. to be carried in a video game. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a relief for once? <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> Rather than uh Bob the A button is to jump. <laughs> anyway, so she's a ten. <laughs> Do they have it? I I don't know because I look at them and I'm all like, they've all had so much plastic surgery and they're evil. You're just, you're all evil. So evil, it's evil like, does tend to age you very fast. And these are the pundits I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't think there's any attractive pundits. Let's think. Uh, not that I can think of off the I can't. Yeah, I can't really come up with anything. I mean, are there any hot Democrat pundits? I can't, again, I can't think of any off the top of my head because they're all fucking useless. So, Maddow's cute. Nah, doesn't yeah. do it for me. I yeah. mean, for the guys, I mean, I think Chris Como is a pretty good-looking guy until he, you know, used the CNN. Uh, lawyers or whatever to help him out whatever he was doing anderson cooper's a good looking guy sure yeah i mean you got to be a good looking guy to rock like the gray hair for the last 50 years oh yeah yeah you gotta own it it isn't he tied into vanderbilt's yes Yes. yeah that's what i thought yeah he's a rich fuck too yeah yeah he was rich well before independence of being right on cnn if i'm rich i don't if i have like independent well if you have vanderbilt money i don't want to be no, on tv i'm not doing leave me anything. the fuck alone oh bob would just be you'd never see him again he'd be running 10 hours a day every single goddamn day if i could i'd buy my a, body would let me I, i'd buy like a little like cabin like on like with good internet and shit you'd, you good internet. you'd have a coffee shop oh i'd love a coffee shop that's what you would have i would that is what i would do and, and you, no one would ever know you had tons of money. You know what you're doing right there, Bob? You're writing yourself a coffee shop, eh, you? You should take some notes. Well, no, that that's already been done on uh, Schitt's Creek. You know... Spoiler and I'm, Schitt's it, Creek. To be clear when I say this, I'm not ripping on the guy. This is a very nice thing to do, but I saw The Rock bought his cousin Tamina, the wrestler, mm. a home. Yeah. And that's very cool to do. Oh, yeah. But I also think to myself, like, what's the turning point? Like, how much money do you have to have in the bank before you say, like, I'm going to start hooking up my cousins? Right, because you know? you're taking care of, like, your parents first. Sure. If you like them. Yeah. If they're assholes. Siblings. Like, right, siblings. Um, I would say even close friends before you're getting it. I don't know how tight you are with your cousins. Because <laughs> it depends on how tight you are. Yeah, like, definitely. What, what do you need in the bank? Like, before, let's say you're going to buy someone a $500,000 home. How much, you're just going to buy it straight up. No mortgage, just buying it. How much money do you need to have in the bank? 100 million? Off the top of my head, I'm saying 500 million before I was comfortable, (laughs) which is an absurd amount of money. 500, so 
just so I know for the future, before you're going to buy me a home. Well, and here's the other. This is the you're, most You have thing. to have $500 million in the bank. Yes, this is the most important thing. If you ask me for anything. Sure. You get nothing. Okay. Because what I would I would take that as is you think that I'm not generous enough that I would already die. Obviously, I've come into that amount of money. If you need help, clearly I will help you. Well, and here's the thing. Okay. I would think, Tamina, having worked for WWE for like... That she would be able to like buy herself a house. 20 yes. years she's been or there whatever forever. it's been. She's been there for like at least 15 yeah, years. Yeah, she's been sure. there forever. You would think Tamina has some money. Unless she's just had problems or... I mean, I don't know what's going on in her personal life. Debil- debilitating, like, drug um, addiction, something like that. Maybe she got a divorce and lost all her money. I don't know what happened. Who knows? But you would think Tamina's doing okay. One would think. I mean... Maybe it's been rough. You know, she's not as bad as Nia Jax was. I, I, I... It's been a while since we talked about Nia Jax. Oh, so. she fucking sucks. No, she comes up every now and again. She you came know, up in the you last know, Nia episode. Jax, Bob, I bet you she's just living your dream life right now. Uh, not running, don't get me wrong. But I bet you since she got fired from WWE, she probably just eats all the time. Oh, that sounds awesome. Wouldn't you, if like your job was like to like, okay, I need to keep, and I realized she probably wasn't doing this. And I could say this as a fellow fat lady, keeping herself in peak physical condition. If, Who knows? Maybe she was. What, if, allegedly. If, if what she was in was peak physical condition for her, I would say those are some unbelievably bad genetics. I'm just. And I I'm don't think the Samoans have bad genetics. Hey, I'm just throwing it out there. Imagine. As soon as I was done with that gig, I would just be like, I'm going to eat like a food. dozen Krispy Kreme donuts every morning for like a month and see if I die. A- Imagine the depression you must go through to get fired from WWE while also having rock blood. You had to do something really, really wrong. That's all I'm saying. And and being so terrible that Tony Khan doesn't hire you, who's been hiring every wrestler on God's green earth. Nia Jax sucks. Do you think that, really? You know, I don't know if I've ever talked about that on this podcast. You've never really made it clear. Mm. Yeah. Hey, we've been going for what, like three hours? I was about to stop. Okay. I know. I could see the look in Bob's He's been eyes. looking. He's been looking. What are we, what's the time? What's the time? We today? just ticked over three hours. Yeah. Okay. We got, we got to stop. Three hours. That's a good one. Especially. Look how I miserable mean, he is. Remember when we started this podcast and Bob was like, two years ago. I don't want to go over two years ago. I don't want to go This episode over, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> what was your what was your hour rule? and a half? You didn't want to go it over an hour and a half, was that it? And I think we laughed at him. Yeah, we were that. like, good luck with that one, buddy. <laughs> we didn't get the the angry like we need to stop this time though. <laughs> we had that a couple episodes ago. I thought we would just because I'm sure tomorrow, you know, if he has to run at like past four AM it's just going to be unbelievably hot, maybe. I, I think it's know. supposed to be okay Actually, tomorrow. tomorrow's supposed to be really nice. I, I mean, I, here's here's the thing with that. I need eight hours of sleep. I can't. So we're going to go to bed. I got to sleep eight hours. But I don't get eight hours of sleep. I'm just, I, I will be wrecked for days. Or at least until I wake up naturally. Um, which could be one, who knows what time. Anymore. So are you not running in the morning then, or? I'm still planning to run. Okay. 
This is a discussion we have to have on the podcast. Go ahead and end it, Alex. Okay, I will end it. You, by the way, you know, speaking of lies, you know, Bob <laughs> told me, you know, Bob told me, I was asking him, how hot would it have to be for you not to go out and run? You know what he told me? If it was hotter than a heat index of 120, he wouldn't run. I don't know that I believe that. I was like, liar. I don't believe Because he was out there running at the opposite extreme. That one, like, Tuesday... I, I will never forget. He had like ice, ice, ice crystals. Like, okay, but here's the thing: face. I can always put on more clothes. You can't. You can only take off so many. I'm just telling you. I don't when, know that I buy that. When when you get, so, so I'm just telling you. Here's the problem: I don't know that I buy that. There's there's a there's a certain point where between the heat and the humidity, you Goes get on for another forty five. You, you get to a point where we this topic the. Your body can't shed heat, and that's when stuff starts to break. Like, you, I might be able to like go run for like a half an hour at that. So you'd still go run? I probably wouldn't, because what? What's the benefit? <laughs> here's, here's, Let me tell you something, Erica. Let me tell you something. I don't believe a fucking here's, word you're saying. Would it, here's here's the question that it comes down to for every mm-hmm. if there's a weather. If you're looking at a weather reason as to whether you're going to run or not, what will going out be detrimental to my long-term goals or will it benefit my long-term yes, goals? Yes, and you're still going anyway. No, not necessarily. If, if I if I go out, let's say like a, a couple weeks ago, I had... Ice, Alex. There was ice. Like he couldn't I open had, his one eye. I had... <laughs> He, he had pneumonia. He his, had pneumonia. His shirt. He lost an eye. Was just ice. It was like the the wind chill or the the index or whatever. Oh, are we doing this now? Come on, stop it. It was like negative twenty, and this fucker goes out and runs. He opens the door. You thought Frosty the Snowman <laughs> broke in? Legitimately, I think he has pictures of it. Okay, that was the dog. That was the dog. <laughs> so um, when you're like, oh, I, I don't I, buy but it. The, no, you'd do it thing. once. You'd still go. You would definitely go. I don't think. No, you're so I'm not full of fucking Let shit. Let me tell you, you something, Erica. Go. Let me tell you something without a doubt for sure. He wakes up on Monday. It says the heat index is 130. He's going out. You better make sure you give him a kiss and say, I'll see you in the next life because he ain't coming back and he's going out and doing his goddamn run. There's nothing that's going to stop him. No weather, no conditions, nothing. His fucking legs could be broken. He's going out for whatever his run was going to be. Let me tell you that. End of story. You You guys tell me that. You got to tell him that. You guys are painting me as like some sort of madman. (laughs) All right. And that's the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.